0: Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ghoul Squad podcast, everybody. I am Keegan Preslak. I am Eric Hoff, and this is a horror podcast where two buddies in the middle of nowhere in my brand new apartment get together hopefully once a month and I have a, uh, j- talk uh, horror and, movies. Yes, thank you. I talk horror movies. You know what's funny? I'll, we'll just get this out right off the bat. Okay. Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, they uh, updated their app recently with a bunch of new stuff like information on podcasts. And if you don't go in and update it, like yourself, they just picked it for you. And so they put period of like releases and they said Bi- uh, bi-monthly. For us? For us. Damn. So Apple decided that we, we are every two months. Apple, we are not on that time schedule. But the reason they're doing that is because that's kind of actually what we've done. Right. Because we're idiots. It's close. Yeah. Anyways, hello, Eric. What are we doing today? Before we get into anything else. Uh, today, we're going to discuss... Uh, the films of George Romero. Yes. And we've decided the title will be uh, Romero of the Dead. Yeah, so we're going to rank the Of the Dead films. Correct. Right, so it's going to be, you know, your 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 bangers like Survival of the Dead. Legally, George Romero lost the right to use the word living dead, and that's why we have Return of the Living Dead. Yes. And jo- uh, who he co-wrote Night of the Living Dead with, uh, John Russo, uh, he won the right to living dead. And we're going to rank you know, such classics as diary of the dead. We're going to get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We're going to get, get there. there. No, of course we're going to rank, you know, of course, you know, night of the living dead, dawn of the dead, day of the dead. Uh, Eric, I Rolfe. got an advanced copy of night of the animated dead and I'll be talking about that too. Oh, can't wait. Uh, but let me, ask that's you. a lie. We're adding a, a, a <laughs> one more movie into this list, right? So yeah, it's Romero movies and we're going to include the 1990 uh, remake of Night directed by Tom Savini. Which you're wearing the shirt for right now. Correct. Um, you know, George wrote it. He produced. I feel he had a heavy hand in it enough that we should include in this list. Yeah. And you said, let's do it. And I said, sure. Yeah. Because it didn't like, really matter to me. You so. got some like foreign uh, blue of it, right? Yes, oh yeah, I have the Australian, it's called Umbrella Entertainment, and I got like this uh, special limited edition, and what was dope about it was, it came with uh, Night of the Living Dead 1990 uh, and a really good looking copy, but then it also came with a disc of just Night of the Living Dead, the original, which I know is in the public domain, but it's kind of dope to have in one case. So because of that, I don't have that Criterion release. Mm. Because I already have it, which I bet the Criterion release is a little bit better, we're talking of the original Night of Nine. Living Dead, right? But I have this dope copy of both of them in one case. So I remember being in the eighth, ninth grade, renting the 1990 Night of the Living Dead and like pausing it after the opening cemetery scene. Even though like that scene is not much different from the original, just being like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, this is already really good. Yeah. It's really good. And you know why it's good. Well, we'll get to it. But like, it's because when Night of the Living Dead came out, it was still like early sensibilities in a way where like in 1990, they could make it like more legitimate, but it's almost shot for shot in some ways. But then it's also like, hey, let's make a real Night of the Living Dead. Gotcha. Like a more serious tone. Even though that film is very serious, it's kind of slapstick at times. Uh, you know, I, I kind of feel like Romero already knew what he was doing. Yeah. In 1968. And my example of that is, is when they finally start getting news broadcasts. Yeah. And they escalate. Yeah. And, you know, at first it's like, oh, maybe it's just mass hysteria. And then towards the end of the film, it's no, it's dead people. Coming back to life. Eating you. Yeah. Can you imagine just in 1968 being like, holy fuck. Yeah. There's a, it's crazy. Cause like, and then in Dawn of the Dead, it felt so prescient. Watching it now, which I know is, like, everything now in context is always going to come to COVID, so I get that. So I know it's probably annoying, but it was so funny watching that. And it has the same, like, the news uh, not believing scientists and not, like, people right. not wanting to oh, trust fuck. science. that opening scene when, like, the yes. scientist and the the news anchor are, are arguing, arguing yeah. about which facts are real. And one guy's giving them the it, facts, giving it to him straight, and that guy just doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, of course, like, like I said, like, it's not a surprise that we're always going to be like comparing these things to now. Cause like, I remember I watched the stand and I was like, the stand is COVID, you know, like, um, but it's just amazing how, how much Romero knew and had right at that time. That was so long ago. Mm -hmm. And it's only gotten worse. Right. With all that being said, we're not there yet. We're not going to do the, the the of the dead ranking just yet, right? Right. What are we, we going to do first? Well, first of all, hello, Eric. Yes. We don't talk except for when we do the podcast. I I've probably said this before, but the podcast has ruined our friendship. Yeah. I would i would try agree. to talk to you and you'll be like, save it for the podcast. Yeah. I think just the other day I was trying to talk to you about that new Aliens video game and you were like, yeah, cool. No, I just, I think <laughs> I was, what, oh, I was sitting down. No, okay. I'll tell you why that happened. Okay. I had just sat down for Don't Breathe 2. It was just starting. You're trying to get me to shut the fuck up. And I was trying to get you to shut the fuck okay, up. Okay. Okay. You know, it comes out tomorrow, the 25th of the yeah. 24th of August. I've pre-ordered it, and I haven't got a shipping email yet, so I'm a little worried. You pre-ordered a physical copy of it? Yeah, yeah. Why? That's, <laughs> That's what why? fucking dog does, Doc. That's crazy, yeah. Doc. Yep. yep.
1: I That's mean, crazy. Is it any
0: crazier from the physical blues you collect? Yes. It is. Okay. We'll explain. Okay, so here's why it's different. Streaming is like a low-quality version of whatever you're watching, right? Agreed. So it's, the bitrate is very low usually. Even if it's 1080p or 4K, it's not full-fat 4K or full-fat 1080p. So the movies you own actually do better quality. serve a purpose, right? Where games, it's the same thing. In fact, what's on the disc is pointless because you usually have a day one patch, and then you have 300 updates throughout the, the life of the game. So that disc of of the game, you'll never, it's pointless. And plus, so like clicking the game digitally is the same thing as as sticking the disc in, but you don't have the disc and you never have to have a disc. Correct. Where you could say, well, oh, well you could buy the movie from iTunes. Mm -hmm. No, because it's not the same quality. It's not the same. However, having said that. Having said that, if fucking... I, uh, you know, I'm just, I don't know who fucking developed that game, but if they go under or something, they yes. want to pull it from the store. Yep. Then you paid fucking $40 for something that you no longer have. Whereas since I bought totally. the physical version, that's just, just going to sit in my collection forever. totally that that's, and a- now that there's no Hastings, I can't just fucking sell it back. It's a good example, except for the fact that like games come and go so quickly now, like you're never going to go back and play aliens, Fireteam Bravo after like six months. Like you'll never play that game again after six months. We'll see how good it is. Like I have the Friday the thirteenth game and I don't play that. Well, yeah, that's kind of like it's a live a service bullshit game. example yeah. though. It's like saying that's like the legality of it and then they uh, had to sure. stop working on it. And yeah. I'm going to hope something like that doesn't happen. I know, but you know what? You're right in terms of like something new comes out that I'll gonna want to play. Right. And then maybe I'm no longer going to be interested in this aliens game. Yeah, I guess I don't worry about that with games, but with movies, I definitely do. Like when stuff like Cruel Jaws comes out, which is a terrible movie, but awful movie. I really wanted to own it, and part of the reason why is I don't think I think it's Severin. I don't think Severin's going to make that forever, right? And then same with like stuff that Disney owns. Like if dis, for instance, Disney owns the Prestige. Okay. And so like there's this whole thing about anything that Disney owns, they're going to stop making physical copies soon. Now that's just rumor. Everybody's scared because it's Disney, right? And they have right. Disney Plus. So, like, isn't Paramount already like fuck physical? Kind of, but then they just put out like those new Friday the Thirteenth packs. Oh, they okay. put out uh, that eight film collection right. with the new transfers that Scream Factory did. Then they put out like a they put out Friday the Thirteenth Part Two Steelbook like a month ago. Mm. So I don't understand what anybody's doing. So that's how that's a little, that, that's like, great to hear that Friday the 13th is still like that big of a deal. Right. It's yeah. It's still making them money that they can put that eight pack out like yes. every other fucking year. The one difference with that, this new eight pack is it is the new four transfers from Scream factory. Mm. So if it's funny, cause if you see it, it was listed at like $80 on Amazon at first that the new eight pack, and I was like $80 for that eight pack that they were selling for like $20. And I went and looked, I was like, oh, it's those new scans. So mm. actually, that is worth it. You just only get those eight movies, right. which, I mean, they're still selling that fucking... And it's only like $100. Yeah. I think, well, right. Not... I I hate, Scream Factory set. I hate that I know this. It's actually 130 right now okay. on Amazon. But no, for a while, it was like, I want to say it was down to like 90 Yeah. And it's the one of the greatest sets ever made. Easily. We're talking about the Scream the Factory. The Scream Factory set. Friday the 13th collection. With all that being said, Eric, before we get to... So we're going to do trivia again. Hey, yeah. trivia, trivia, trivia. I don't have a... That was terrible. Like a, j- <laughs> a jingle. really bad. Before we get to that, let's talk COVID and movies, and then we'll do the trivia. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So here we go again, Eric. Are you, are you trying to go into sing song for everything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what the fuck's going on? With COVID? With, well... Oh, with or movies or in COVID. general. Right. Uh, is Halloween Kills coming out in October? And, and now Venom 2 is tentatively slated yep. for ten fifteen. I can't see both of those movies coming out on the same day. You know what, Dom? From like the time I got vaccinated up until about four weeks ago, I thought it was over, Dom. It was going well. It was fucking going great. Yeah. Gee, I was fucking, Fast 9 was a packed fucking house and I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, I feel like last time we recorded the podcast, we were super positive, right? We, it was called theaters are back, <laughs> and now <laughs> we don't even know if they are back. And now, you know what? You know we're in Eddie County in New Mexico, right? right? And we have like the highest case count in all of New Mexico. Yeah, like what the fuck? So, anyways, because of that, uh, and just kids being super shitty at the theater, yeah. I ain't trying to go to like six or seven o'clock showings. Oh, I wouldn't of films anymore because of how many people are there, and because kids fucking suck. Yes, yeah. So, but the next two weeks, I'm very excited for because obviously Candyman is the 27th. I heard
1: you looking for the
0: Candyman, bitch. You know, it's so much more aggressive in my head than it is in it, the actual it's, film. It's, it's almost I, that's I, almost not even the line. and and it's not even the man that assaults Helen. No. It's one of the men in the lineup that has the good. Are oh, you looking for Man, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then and then the following week is uh, I don't know if it's Shang or Shang Chi, the new yeah. Marvel film. September third or something. yeah. So yeah. I, so I'm I'm pretty excited still though about the theater. Me too. And here you know here's the thing. I feel like I'm going now to the theater, and it's been two movies in a row that I sat in the theater by myself. See, that's what I want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's not good. I, I, that's I, not good. No, well, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I, that's what I want in terms of being able to enjoy the film, uh, like, literally, like, because no yeah, distractions. for but, sure. But then, like, comfortably, like, mentally, because I'm not afraid that there's a whole bunch of people around me. Uh, like, uh, Dana and I, we went to the 915 of Don't Breathe 2 and i was like we should be chill like at the 915 show it's rated yeah. r it's right there shouldn't be children in here and and when we walk in there's like a huge group of kids outside that you know clearly they've already like gone and like right. they're waiting and i'm like fuck yeah you know that's what i'm trying to avoid but then the theater was like still full yeah and so that's good news by the way it was full right. it sucks for it, your it, viewing it, experience it was in the small auditorium and and i'm not and you know what it was a good crowd but Physically, I was uncomfortable just because we're in Eddy County with the highest fucking COVID cases. Yeah, so that bothered me. Right, and, and you know, like I, like I've said on every episode since this started over a year ago, can you believe that? Yeah. Um, I don't want this to become like the COVID podcast, but it it just is one of those things. that's like on our minds, and especially like I, of course, like health reasons and deaths and stuff are horrible. Like all of that being said, we know that. For us, like, as film fans, it's mm. been such a, like... Journey? It's Yeah, it's been horrible trying to figure this out, which, I mean, again, like, first world problems, right? I'm not dead right. from it, and people have died, so we know that. Right. I'm just saying, like, if we just want to be frivolous movie fans, it just fucking sucks. Uh, and you know what's like, Wild is, like, last weekend, there was, like, four new releases. Oh, I know. Like, I know. that's nuts. Like, that... <laughs> That's normal time shit. Well, yeah, and like Jungle Cruise came out with something else too, right? Wasn't there like three movies that weekend? Something wild. There were so many movies this past weekend we didn't get The Nighthouse. Yeah. Like we should have got it, but we got like The Protégé. That and, new Hugh Jackman HBO movie. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh rem, uh, Reminiscence. Yes. That has Rebecca Ferguson in it, so I and, do want to see and it. And something else that we did get. That movie's directed by Lisa Joy Nolan, and that's fucking Jonathan Nolan's wife. Okay. Uh, which is fucking Chris Nolan's son. Gotcha. So I know that's like s- several degrees of separation, but. Right. And it has Rebecca Ferguson, so you know I want to see that shit. Uh, and then like Suicide Squad already left. Oh, that was the other movie that came out. Yeah. Which, no, it already it left last yeah. weekend, which is kind of wild. So where are we? So we're fucked. Hopefully movies come out. What, Halloween what, Kills is pretty. Like, here's the thing. It's like what? Candyman, Last Night in Soho, Malignant, and Halloween Kills. Malignant September, right? Yes. So if we can just get through those, honestly, if the theater shut down after fucking Halloween Kills, Halloween Kills like I'm good for another year. Like I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll figure it out. I just want to see that goddamn movie where fucking Michael Myers comes out of a burning house and just fucks everybody, And up. kills a bunch of firefighters in a horribly gratuitous and, way. And you know, I saw a statistic. That's what keeps me up at like. That's what when I wake up in the morning, I think of that. You know what? I'm currently reading the 2018 Halloween novelization. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, you know, I didn't. I just didn't know you knew how to read. I thought. I thought we didn't. I thought we both know what, didn't know, you how know how to what read. What it is, motherfucker? I thought we were on the I same have to page. I have something that interests me oh yes yet nothing interests me well that makes sense um and you know what i was gonna 100 percent rewatch the 2018 halloween before halloween Kills. yeah but now that i'm reading the fucking novelization i don't think i'm going to you should tell me the book's better well we'll get there i haven't finished it yet okay all right still working on it with that being said what else on this whole situation hopefully we get to pretty much that's what i wanted to say i just want to get to halloween kills and I'll be okay. And also, malignant last night in Soho and fucking Candyman. Candyman, we're gonna get. That's like next week. That's next week. Yeah, you know what, man, I'm gonna be. If Carlsbad doesn't get it, yeah, that's gonna be. Some what mess. are you gonna do about the Nighthouse? So I went to Roswell to see it. Oh, so I'll do a quick review of the Nighthouse here in a bit. But what did? What are you gonna do about it? I can't be honest with you. I didn't know what the Night House was until you like tweeted about it. How the fuck did you not know what it was? We've been waiting for it for a year. <laughs> I, I went over at E Dog's head. You just found out about two weeks when ago. When you like were like tweeting about it. And you know what? I honestly thought it was a Netflix film. Holy I, shit. Until I looked into it. That's and crazy. I guess because his last film was The Ritual, right? Yeah. David Bruckner. Yeah. And that well, was and a then Netflix he did, film. He did stuff for Creepshow. And oh, okay. Then, yeah. So I guess maybe that's why I jumped to that conclusion. That's crazy. Yeah. I watched the trailer for it last year. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. So it, it hit Sundance in like, I want to say... February it was supposed to premiere in May it was supposed to come out oh, in last May. year the night house yeah it was supposed to come out in theaters in May and then they delayed it and this is when it finally came out from oh. COVID so that's that's just crazy but I, I as said, always Eric, blowing my mind I know you said you're gonna talk it yeah in a second yeah but I want to know now what was the audience like okay how many people were there so I get there okay you had to travel 70 miles to Roswell by Mexico. myself drove there went in, sat there for 20 through 20 minutes of trailers, okay? And the first 10 minutes empty theater. It was awesome. Wow. Couldn't wait. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I get to see the night 10 house minutes into the ten, movie? So, so 10 minutes into the movie. Then somebody showed up. T- uh, uh an older couple, like 45, 50-year-olds. Okay. Shuffle in. With popcorn and candy and talking. 10 minutes talking. into they, the film. They sit directly behind me. Oh my God. There's there's a whole auditorium. A whole fucking auditorium. And they choose to sit right behind you. And open, I thought I only had that type op- of bad luck. And they opened fucking candy, I would say, for the next 20 minutes. Okay, they're just crinkling and crackling. And, and then them. ate popcorn for the next 30 minutes. Okay. Probably coughing. The, yes. For the final hour of the movie, dead silent. Okay. So, thank God. So it didn't ruin my experience at all, but it did, it did give me that. And you know, I know we're kind of when I, these aren't rose colored glasses. These are COVID colored glasses, but I kind of feel like, again, here's another COVID type thing that everybody's saying, but I really do feel like everyone being home and watching movies at home and ruining for a year. And now that they're back, like it was just this older couple and they're just like, okay, there's like, there's a moment where something happens and they're like, I bet it was them. Like they, it I'm, what I'm saying is not related to movie, but like I get what you're saying. It's like they think they're still at home. Yeah, and they're talking about like the mystery of the film because the Nighthouse is extremely like myster- mysterious. That's okay. the whole point of the movie. I love me a good mystery, dog. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, love I love me a good mystery. I heard someone else, and I wish I could remember who it was. Call it like a Rubik's cube okay. of a movie, and it it is. It's fucking awesome. So we'll get to that. I just. Anyways. remember when we went and saw Halloween. In Roswell. Yeah, worst night of my life. There was this kid sitting next to you just whiling out. Yes, the whole movie. And then his dad His dad, kept going over to the kid and saying, if you don't stop, we're going to leave. <laughs> like, if you don't settle down, we're going to leave. But you know you that fucking s- kid didn't fucking care. Holy shit. I got a fucking story, dog. Okay, dog, no, Dumbest let's hear fucking story in the world. And, Dana, then we'll, and then we'll do trivia. Dana and I go to the Green Knight, and somebody brings- a- I've never heard of a Green Knight, dog. And somebody brings a fucking child- Into the (laughs) green fucking night. Did they like that scene towards the end? And they are just fucking being loud as shit. And you can hear like this guy like doing the exact same thing. Yeah, Like that fucking kid doesn't give a fuck about the green night. Why is that kid at the green night? Why was that kid at Halloween 2018? Premiere night, by the way. Friday night, 7 o'clock. Right, right. Here's my thinking. Uh, It was Thursday night, but still. I'm going to assume that's probably not a biological kid. So why the fuck are you stuck with You're that kid? You're going that deep on this? I'm going that deep. Because <laughs> I know who it was. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> I won't say who. Please right, don't please all right, and it, Well, it wasn't until like after the film. Did they why? say hi to you? No, thank God. And it was funny because I was like, Dana, is that so-and-so? And he's like, yeah, and they're the one who brought the fucking kid. Damn. Yeah.
1: So oh, well. <laughs> so I'd love to hear
0: who it is, but I'll hear about it later. Yes. Is and off mic. All right, so with all that being said, I think that's it. For fucking what? What was that? COVID hour? Fucking I guess. movies hour. We're almost there. I don't, you know, I don't know what to call that, duh. I don't either, duh. This is a I shit mean, show. I feel like, you know, I don't want to get it. I don't want it to be a COVID podcast, but I'm hoping to get a booster in about a month. It's supposed to be eight months. Yeah, right. Well, they're going to start September 20th, right? Right. But I thought it was supposed to be eight months after you received it. I'm guessing you should be able to just get it, but I don't know. But then I also heard... Again, this isn't the COVID podcast, (laughs) but (laughs) it was going to go like in the order the way the vaccine was originally rolled out. You know, healthcare workers. I got mine pretty early. You know, senior citizens. Yes. You know, let's hope. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm. I'll be there for it too. Hopefully, neither of us die before we record our next episode. Hmm. And with that being said, your ass is going to go traveling. So who knows? Oh, I never even fucking did that. You want to do that now? Sure. Okay, so I haven't fucking told anybody, so it's like this fucking momentous occasion. No, I'm just kidding. big reveal on the Ghoul Squad podcast. So I'm going to fucking Los Angeles in October. So so Los Angeles, ladies. Yes. I'm available? Yeah. (laughs) No, so I'm going to LA in uh, uh, October, and so here's the trip. Okay. So we're going because- Who are we? Me, my brother, and his wife. Okay. Sabra and Ben. Uh, The Patriots are playing the Chargers on that Sunday. So that Saturday, we're going to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, wow. And then those next – so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is like the first, second, third, we're going to fucking Disneyland. What are some uh, attractions that's going to be at Halloween Horror Nights? Halloween Horror Nights this year. Very excited. They just – Halloween 5? Halloween 4. Okay. So I'm very excited for that. I can't wait. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, cool. Uh, Exorcist. And a Haunting of Hill House are the ones that I can remember off the top of my head. Mm. But um, basically, TCM and Halloween 4 are the two that I'm, like, the most excited about. And the craziest thing is I saw, like, uh, there's a lot of these, like, YouTubers that do, like, uh, uh, Universal Studios and Disneyland vlogs and shit. And so someone saw the Halloween 4 uh, facade, like, the front of it. And the front of it is the gas station. Oh wow! The, the goddamn you, Michael, right, right. gas station. Right when he's uh, still wrapped up in the bandages. So I sent I sent my brother the article saying it was going to be Halloween four, and then I just sent him in all caps: "Goddamn you, Michael!" Uh, yeah. So there you go. I mean, I guess that's it. Like, there's not much more to say. But I've never been to Halloween horror nights. I always Me hate, neither. Like telling people these things like during COVID because it's like, oh shit! Like, should you be doing that? And it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. Like, let's table that because I have no, I have no fucking idea what mm-hmm. we should be doing. But but I've never been to Halloween Horror Nights, yeah. and I'm gonna go October 30th. Wow! And I can't fucking wait. Damn, you're gonna be there in the in the heart of the season, Don. In the heart of the season, Don. I've never, you know, I'm not. I feel like a. I feel like this new age. You're gonna like this, okay? I feel like this new age of like horror fans is like super into haunted houses and shit like that. Okay, or like mazes and stuff. And for me, like, I think you and I can both probably speak to this. Like, yeah, I went to a haunted house once a year, maybe, like, the shitty one in Carlsbad. But, like, it's never really been part of, like, my whole horror upbringing. It's always – I've never really been, like, a big haunted house guy or maze thing. So this is going to be, like, a big experience is the whole point. Because, I mean, it's fucking Halloween Horror Nights. It's, like, the one. This one and the Orlando one, which I hear is better, but – uh, I went to uh, Knoxbury Farm. Oh, not Scary Farm. Yeah, uh, one Halloween season, nice. one October, yeah. and that was it. Was nothing themed. I yeah, mean, uh, like licensed property, like you're describing. But that shit was a lot of fun. Yeah, we thought about not uh, Scary Farm, but uh, what, what what sealed the deal was Ben. Ben and I and, and his wife were looking for a trip. We're we're supposed to see My Chemical Romance in Denver uh, for the second year in a row. It's been delayed. So we have sort of those days off already and Sabre has those days off for this concert. So last year we went to South Padre Island. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember and then, that shit me either. And then this year we're like, well, maybe there'll be a game that, that day. Oh, maybe it'll be fucking, maybe the Pats will play the Chargers cause we knew they were going to play. And then we looked and it was fucking October 31st actually is when we played, And we were like, Oh, we could go to fucking Halloween horror nights. So that was it. Like we're like, well, let's is there, go. So you're going to spend Halloween at a football game? Yes. Okay. And then the next three days at fucking Disney, so I can go to the goddamn Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, da? Fucking. Damn, da! You're gonna be gone for a while. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Yeah. So, anyways, neat. I say that now because who knows we if we get meat. another podcast recorded? Oh, uh, we might be able to get one in before
1: we October. certainly might.
0: We. I keep saying da. Let's just do small franchises. Just you know, franchises with a few entries in them. I, I really don't think that's why it takes us so long. I think it's just hard to get us together. You're not wrong. I don't think it's because it, the, the it homework. Would, it would simplify it. It would simplify it. Sure. If we weren't watching franchises with seven plus films in them. Well, this was your idea. Yeah. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but I'm just One saying. way to cut down. <clears throat> okay. You know. And with that, I think it's now time for... I don't know. You, you surprise me, da. Horror movie edition trivial I don't, pursuit. I don't, know, I just, it's just I don't not think everything today. needs a jingle. Okay, well, so it's so, not happening today. Yeah, so uh so you know, this seems to have the been jingles. a fun thing to do. Uh you know, we we recorded on uh, Riverdale. What was that drug called? Jingle jangle or some shit oh, like that? Oh fuck, da, I don't know. I, what what really pissed you me love off Riverdale, da. The first season was really good. Oh yeah. And then it just turned into some real bullshit. You know what, da? I'm going to. This is, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> can, I, can I just say the most like stupidest thing ever right now? Donald? No, no, we don't. We're, we definitely don't want to do that was greater than the scream tv series yeah and then after season one of riverdale well then scream is better than river the scream tv series is better but neither of them are actually that good yeah but they were fun to watch i totally agree that first season of riverdale is a fucking blast yeah so uh there's this guy he keeps riding around on a bicycle outside dog he catches my eye every fucking time you gonna get his number or what well i'll see what's up after we record um Horror edition, Trivial Pursuit. You know, so there's six questions on a card. Yes, we don't have Ben today. We don't have Ben is ben, out of town. But yes, and uh, my brother. We, so we're gonna have to do these trivia questions just the two of us. Yes. Yeah, so and you Very know, intimate. Each each question is supposed to be from a different subgenre. Yes, correct. So what we thought we would do this time is we would just go down the line and we'd do a question at a time for each of us. Yes, and this is horror Trivial Pursuit. And, you know, we're just having a good time. You know, when we got done recording last time, we played a full game. Yes. It was and, a blast. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I just worry that after, you know, even though there's like 100 cards or whatever. We'll we'll have repeats. We'll just... Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll, I'm going to ask you first. Are you just uh, going to do the first one? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll be honest. I don't recognize what these... I only recognize, I think... What the bottom three are? Yeah, in terms of genre, we don't know what the topics are because we're not, we didn't actually get the card out that tells us the topics. But this first one is so fucking easy. Okay. If you don't get this right, I'm walking out of the goddamn fucking door. All right. You ready? That's how easy this question is. And like, I can tell he's getting all nervous because he's like, fuck, you dog hyping it up. I don't want to fuck this shit up. But okay. In the 1985 film Fright Night. Huh? What kind of supernatural creature is Jerry Dandridge? Uh, l- a vampire. Let me go to the card. <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> check. T- 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 yes, yeah, a vampire. Though. Fright Night for real. Yep. yep. Okay, you ready? Yes. Hit me. What storytelling medium inspired and is homaged in Creepshow, nineteen eighty two? Uh, comic books. Yep. I'm not going to look. I mean, yeah, it's comic books, right? Yeah, comic books. All right. So scrolling. And, and we got three cards apiece. Yeah, I'm ready. So we got some questions coming up. Yeah, here yeah. we go. All right. Number two, dah. I'm ready. In the final scene. In the final scene. Of the 2012 film, The Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> what appendage of one of the evil gods emerges from the floor of the temple? It's a hand. It's a hand. It's a hand, da. <laughs> it's a hand. It's a hand, it's right? A hand. It's a hand. Okay, you ready? Yeah, hit me, G. What actor from The Office portrayed one of the teenage protagonists in 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses? I know it. Ran Will. Uh, uh, it Ran. It's Rain, isn't it? Rain Wilson. Oh, Ran, 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 or Rain Wilson. Uh, yeah, Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah. We both. We we both know all these, da. Keep Whoa, going. I don't know. Two for two. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Okay. Do you have your buzzer in hand? I'm waiting with bated breath. In what is protagonist Paul Conroy trapped for the entire duration of the 2010 film Buried? Oh, a coffin. Oh, a coffin. A coffin, dog. (laughs) Is that right? That's right, G. All right, dog. Here we go. Okay. What is the name of the character that leads the team in investigating the paranormal activity of the house in The Haunting? 1963. I've seen this movie. I don't know the name. What though. is the name of the person who the leads? The name of the character that leads the team in investigating. Oh, Paul Shirley. I don't know it either. I don't da. fucking know it. So da. here we go. It was Dr. John Markway. Ah, fuck. You know what sucks? I've seen that movie, but I don't fucking know that answer. You did not have known that, huh? All right, Dahl, hit, right, da. hit me, Dahl, hit me, down All right, you ready? Yes. In Drag Me to Hell 2009, what kind of debt does protagonist Christine Brown deny Mrs. Ganush an extension? They get some mortgage. I would say you're correct. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just like what kind of debt? It's like I think a mortgage? I don't know. Uh, this says mortgage <laughs> payment. Ooh, I got that one wrong. Zinger. But, but we'll take it. All right. What is the surname of the original family sacrificed in the 1800s in We Are Still Here, 2015? Oh, man. The surname. I feel like I I remember it too, but I don't. Can you repeat the question? Yep. What is the surname of the original family sacrificed in the 1800s in We Are Still Here? I can't remember the name, man. I can remember the family's name, so I'm just gonna say it: Scacchetti, Dagmar. Da- oh fuck! Fuck da! Now fuck. that you said it, it's like yeah, I knew that. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh wait, no, I just did it. You go. Okay, Night of the Hunter, 1955. Ooh, I, I, I yeah, I know that movie. I know that movie very well. Novel of the same name by what Arthur? Arthur. Arthur. Uh. As a joke, I'm going to say Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, close. Davis Grubb. Yep. Okay. Had that one. Does the does the town that dreaded sundown? Does the town that dreaded sundown take place before or after World War II? And this is the 1976 town that uh, dreaded sundown. After. Yep. You got it. All right. Is that card number one done? Nope. nope. I still have one more. Okay. All right, uh, And Now, uh, if you don't get this one, it's going to offend me. Okay. Okay. Personally. Yep. Yeah. This will be a personal attack on me if you get this uh, (laughs) question wrong. Okay, I'm ready. Who directed the 2001 film The Devil's Backbone? Guillermo del Toro. You are correct. Okay, you ready? Yeah. In Black Sunday, 1960, Mario Bava, Princess Asa Akira. uh Uh-huh. Anybody out there get that joke? It's not Asa Akira. Asa Vajja. Okay, is a follower of whom? Satan. I Got don't it, fucking da. Know, it's Satan, is it? Is it's Satan, da. was a total fucking guess, <laughs> da. Got it, da. God damn it. Okay, do I think we? I think we only missed. Well, each of us missed one. Yep. Yeah, because you missed the we are still here, which I didn't know either. You missed the night of the hunter one. Yeah, which I she never was even heard get of that. that anyway. You never heard of that movie? Don't think so. Period. Nope. Love hate. Okay. Uh, so. First question for you on our on card number two. Okay. What is the name of the comic relief character that is the housekeeper of Dr. Frankenstein and the bride of Frankenstein nineteen thirty-five? What's this? Is it Igor? According to this, this is Minnie. Okay. Ugh. A fake fan. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you want me to read another one? Please do. The characters in the mist hole up in, oh, we've done this card. The characters in The Mist hole up in which of the following? A home, grocery store, office building, or mall? Grocery store. Can we pull a new card? Okay. We've done this card. (laughs) All right, here we go again. Okay, ask me again. In 28 Days Later, what is the longest possible length of time it can take a person to succumb to infection? In 28 Days Later... What is the longest possible time it takes for a person to to succumb to 28 weeks later? 28 days. 28 days. Uh 28 days was like when like the shit finally like like he wakes up 28 days later, yeah. right? So yeah. That, so that's not the answer. That's that's Can't a bit be. of a trick question. I'm going to say 2 weeks. All right, here we go. Twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. That's why it's so fucking wild. I, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you the answer. But when you think about that, twenty seconds, and you're and done. You immediately turn. Well, you remember there's that scene where that bird is eating that fucking eye or whatever, and it drops the blood into that dead dude's into eye, into the dad's eye. Yeah. Okay. That is a fucking horrific movie. Okay. Oh, you go. At what university are the characters in Evil Dead nineteen eighty one students? Uh, well, it's it's they're in Michigan. So, it's uh, it's either Michigan State or Michigan, so I'm going to say Michigan State. Yes. Got it. Would you have got that? I would have gotten that. Nice. Okay. What? I feel like my brain would have tried to trick me into saying Miskatonic. Ooh. Mi- <laughs> but, yeah, Michigan. What, what actor narrated the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003? What actor narrated? Narrated. That film has a narrator? I think it... Uh... I know he's just in the film, Robert E. Arlie Ermy. Uh, Arlie Ermy, yeah, that was what I was going to say too. Nah, I don't know what this is. Nah. John LaRocque. He also narrated the original film, so it must be are they the, just talk like the opening of like it must August be the, yeah. Chain, like, too, the, in the, it was known as oh. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's, oh, that's not cool. How it was. I didn't know it was the same guy. I didn't either. That's neat. That All right, leave it to Brian Fuller and uh Michael Bay. You know, in retrospect, those are good films. Like the Platinum Dunes films th- that we got? Well, not all of them. A lot of them. Like, I think it was easy to write those off. Most most of them. But like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Okay. Okay. That's like the hard exception. Yeah. <laughs> but most of those films, like, it was tight that we got those. No, I totally agree. I mean, we like TCM and especially TCM The Beginning. Mm-hmm. The Beginning is really good. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what else? The Friday 13th remake is is It's good, fun. too. So, what else? The Hitcher. Oh, The Hitcher's great. Yeah, I like The Hitcher. All right, now, let's keep us going on some goddamn trivia. All right, you ready, G? Yes. What actor appeared in both The Invisible Man, 1933, and The Wolf Man, 1941? Well, I'm not going to know, so I'm going to say uh, Lon Chaney. Well, it would have been a good guess, but it was Claude Rains. Okay. Who's the title character of The Invisible Man? Okay, you ready? I am ready. Protagonist Rocky... Okay. Is one of how many thieves in Don't Breathe? 3. Got it. I Got think I've seen this card before too. Go ahead. I mean, FX has been playing that movie like every day last week. Oh, really? Because you know, part 2 just came out. You yeah. watched FX? Also, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and also, you know, how would I not know that? I mean, it was a good movie. It's a fun movie. Go ahead. Now. Easy question. All right. All right, this one's geared up for Kiki. An insidious 2010 in the 2010 film in shitty What does El- Elise Rainer call the purgatory realm where Dalton Lambert is trapped? So it's uh, it's the, um, well, I know it. It's uh, the further. Correct. Okay, you ready? I am ready. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. In the innkeepers, in the innkeepers, mm-hmm. Leanne is leaving what profession to study the supernatural? Uh, she is leaving, like, housekeeping, hotel work. Right. Or, um, oh, God. Let's say. I just wouldn't have got it. I may, maybe we have the wrong character, acting. Oh. So we both got that wrong. We both got that wrong. Keep going. Now. All right. In Peeping Tom, 1960, Mark Lewis conceals his knife in what camera accessory? Oh, a uh, let's uh, a lens uh, holder tripod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a phone call. do we do. Let's see, let's see what on. it is. I don't know that number. No. Okay. We don't know who it was. The killer in Terror Train. Yeah avoids detect we've done this card before we've done this card before yep. we've, we've done the card that i'm holding fuck. before as well Ooh, this is a bust uh. uh avoids detection by uh donning what from each of his victims masks yep okay go ahead uh, i'd like do we do these on the fucking podcast too we may have duh fuck da. that's a gamble huh what is the profession of the crew that television reporter Angelo videl is following at the start of wreck 20 2007 what was the question what is the profession of firefighter correct okay here's a, here, i wish this was like a real question because it's awesome okay in martyrs yeah 2008 okay which character is haunted by a disfigured emaciated woman lucy or anna lucy yep i mean i just looked to make sure we had it but of course yep all right let's let's rattle them all right let's rattle them. i'm ready all right last one last card yes In signs, 2002, what is the term for the geometric shapes the Hess family find in the fields of their farm? Is it just crop circles? It is just crop circles. Okay. Protagonist Graham Hess in signs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done this card. So this must be – okay, I'm going to just – I'm done. Because this is protagonist Graham Hess in signs. Which of the following uh, is their doctor, lawyer, priest, or former baseball player? We did this card, mm-hmm. and it's priest. former baseball player. No, because I said – remember, I said, this is fucked, Doc. We fucked this up because we're doing the same cards we did. What are the odds? I don't know. How did this happen? I don't know. Oh, Yo, you fucking shuffled them. I shuffled them for an hour before right. we started, All right, Doc. so we're going to move on from trivia. We yeah. promise next time. But I promise Eric shuffled them. I shuffled them legit for a minute. Okay. So that was – That was – the bus that was horror trivia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we love the horror trivia we hope you do too all right here's what here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, okay just one card a ap- piece. we're gonna we're no just one get questions. one out and no and we'll do the whole card but just read them How we'll go I- back and forth okay well you don't want to go back and forth okay yeah so what just, do you want just, just pick, a card just Pick a single question what special effects artist created the werewolf transformation scene in american werewolf in london rick baker yes all all right, right, obviously i don't need to look yes all right uh i'm gonna give you a simple one okay so we can finish this with a bang. Okay. Who directed the Silence of the Lambs, nineteen
1: ninety
0: one? Oh god. Um <laughs> Is it Ridley Scott? Jonathan Demme. Fuck. Ridley Scott did Hannibal, didn't he? Yeah. I thought you would have known that one, G. Are you not a silence of the lambs I'm kind not, of guy? Why now why I'm is not. That? Well, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know, it's just a lot of bullshit. Didn't grow up with it. Okay, I, I mean, know you like uh, Buffalo Bill. Here's the thing, G. I you saw that film probably like 10 years ago. Well, I didn't grow up with it, and it's a great fucking film. I know, but you know, it's one of those things like I've seen it, but it just wasn't, I don't know. It's like cuz instrumental? You could also say like The Exorcist in a way, like which I'm not it's not the same era. But like Exorcist is not a film that like I really associate with, but I know it's like a classic and amazing, you know? All right. With all that being said, it's fucking done. We're done with the trivia. We love the trivia, but we just fucked this up somehow. So, you know, uh, it wasn't our fault. It was just fate decided us to look like fools, which it normally does. So, should we do what we've been watching, duh? Let's do what we've been watching. All right, hit the music. Let's
1: all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get
0: ourselves a treat. What do we want to do first, Doc? Uh, I'd like to go first, okay? Because it's not, it's it's some of what I've been watching, but it's more of what I've been playing. Ooh. Okay, so I
1: with believe yourself.
0: It, it was well a little too much. So the last time we recorded, I believe I said that I just finished uh, part seven and eight of Resident Evil. Yes. And I and I loved them so much, Doc. And since then. I have played through part two, the remake, part three, the remake, part four, and I'm currently like six hours into part five. How do you have all this time? I know. It's fucking nuts. It's like, nuts. Stuff. Uh, and so here's the thing. I'm How like, do you have time to skate, go to your mom's, eat, work, work, play all these games, and watch all these fucking movies? And you know what's funny is I complain that I don't have enough time. I know, but well, it's because you f- you fill it with fucking a lot of shit. With a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like loving Resident Evil, right? You know? So I remember one time being like, Keegan, let's do an episode on the Resident Evil films. Oh yeah. And you were like, fuck no. No, I said I would do it. Oh, I was going to say. I saw your fucking star ratings and that's, that's That's, a little harsh. That's what I was going to say. These movies fucking suck. That's a little harsh. So I, what I was going to say, they are one star movies. I'm glad you <laughs> for whatever reason that episode didn't pan I've out seen them all. I, I did not like the first two films dying. And you know wow. what? I don't think I can continue on down. So if you don't like franchise. the first movie, it's don't watch be worse any more from from there. movies yeah. cuz because the thing about Resident Evil is, like, that first movie is just Paul W.S. Anderson fucking around with Resident Evil. Right. Right? And so then it wasn't until, like, the second and third one where, like, they tried to incorporate Video real Re- real Resident Evil shit with real characters. And by that time, it's more about, like, oh, look, it's Chris Redfield. Right. Like, at that time, it's, and there's Claire. Right? right? And so they sort of become, like, I'm trying to think of how to put it, like, almost... They're not legitimate movies at a certain point. But if you go long enough, there's a couple of them that are, like, gorgeous. They look so good. Uh, one of them, I think, is called Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the prettiest shot movies I've ever seen. But it's terrible. Here's, terrible, terrible, terrible. Here's what, like, really just, like, bummed me the fuck out. Okay. Is it going to be that it wasn't the video game show? No, no, okay, not, good. Because no, we don't care about that. What's, what's funny is, like, I was super excited whenever I read that nemesis is in the second film i was yeah. like holy fuck that's awesome you know uh they even have jill hold her side after she gets hurt that's that's neat i'm into that i think that's cool i want it to be video game sure. accurate but there's a fucking scene da where i'm gonna give two instances where i was just like this is the most cringe shit and we're talking in about the, the Resident Evil world films. right we're talking about the films and specifically part two they're in a fucking church and Fucking is Mila Jovovich's name Alice? Yes. I also I'll, I'll give those films this. She's very fun to look at. Yeah. Okay. She later but, but let me ask you this. Okay. You're playing the Resident Evil films or games. Yes. Having a blast. Are those games about a hot woman wearing leather? No. Why are the movies that then? Because
1: because that's, that's, that's Paul W S Anderson.
0: Well, because it's Paul W S Anderson's. Uh, that's his worldview. Right. Basically, is what I'm right. finding out. Uh because he also, uh, no, I've got the wrong guy. I was going to say, didn't he do Underworld? That's the other guy. That's uh, something, short name. And he he, and he was married to her for a while, Lee. which Paul W. Sanderson's married to Mila Jovovich. Kip. Bill. I can't remember his fucking name. Keep going. Okay. She burst through like the top stained glass of a church. Yeah. Okay. Does this sound familiar? Yep. And they're fighting liquors, which is a monster also from the fucking video game. Uh, she launches her motorcycle into this monster, which shoots it up in the air, which she then shoots the bike to make it explode. Right. All right. Example number two of this is the most cringe shit in the world. They're in a fucking graveyard. Zombies are popping out of the ground and they're like doing like jump kicks and flips and I just, I can't take any karate against zombies, duh. Right. And it's like, it's very, uh, Uh, early two thousands matrix, matrix inspired. I can't do it duh. I just can't fucking do it. I, I saw the first Resident Evil as a kid, not in theater, of course, because I was too young, but I saw it like on home video the year it came out. And so to me, Resident Evil is kind of like a big, that first film was like a nostalgic thing. Okay. So I think had I ne- had I wa- tried to watch them now, I would fucking hate them. They're so bad. But At least the first two. I don't think they're one star. I think that's a little much to me. Um, they're, they're fun bullshit. Like what you just described, you don't have to love. But that's not one star. I mean, maybe that was cool in the fifth grade. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) the amount of shit that you like that's like bad just like that is kind of staggering. Cringe is that? Yeah. I don't know, G. Um, But I would like to propose this. I am of the thinking that zombies kind of had, which is an appropriate topic because we're talking Romero for this episode. They got their restart. The Uh resurgence in 2003. Yep. Because that is when we got. Dawn of the Dead. And Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. But Resident Evil predates both of those films by a year. Yeah. I mean, again, you already described why it's not that at all. Those are like action films. They're not, they're not like they're, even that first movie is just like a big. God, I'm remembering the dogs and shit. Yeah, that movie isn't good. But what really bums me out is the super liquor. God damn it, that's so fucking awful. See, it sounds like you are you don't like them because they're not the games. That's what it sounds like. You're, it you're, not, it you're re- like I it looks like dumb bullshit. A, well, I don't, I don't know what a super liquor is. And well, I've that's seen not even a movies. thing in the game. That's a thing in the movie. I don't remember that. I don't know. I haven't seen the second movie since it came out. Okay. But the first movie, I mean, you have to give them credit for that cool mystery, like how she wakes up in that house and stuff. Like, I think that all that's really cool. And then she goes down into the facility and all that. Mm. Whatever. I'm not gonna defend them. I just think one star is like, what else have you given a fucking one star to? Part two. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, when I saw that, I was like, really? A one yeah. star? That's a little harsh for fucking those movies are are so dumb they don't deserve that. They don't deserve one star. I mean I mean, I get what you're saying, like dumb can be fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you didn't but like it, you didn't I was like just like watching
0: it. it through gritted teeth the entire time. I can't believe you were able to watch the second one after you watched the first one. Yeah. Like you watched a one-star movie. It'd be like me watching Leprechaun 4. And then keep going. And then watching more Leprechaun movies. And like, that's what you had to do for the for the Leprechaun episode. And that, right? it, it almost yeah. broke me as a horror y- fan. You know what, duh? I was like, it was just one. And it's not Paul W.S. Anderson. He only returned for like another one. Well, no, he did several of them. Oh, I thought it was only two. Anyways, what I'm getting at is like, I thought, hey, maybe it's just one bad egg. Yeah, let's try a second one. And now I don't think I got the real The real problem with those movies are like, they just didn't make Resident Evil. Like, which is kind of, and I, I don't care about this personally because I don't care about those video games, but they just didn't do it. They created this character and made them all about her to the point where you're not going to go further. I don't think so. I think it's at the end of the third one. They find out that like Umbrella is cloning her and there's like oh 400 clones of her.
1: Oh God i already hate this no
0: that's at that point it's like okay what are we doing now like what's going on here i don't it's 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 bad uh netflix dropped let's get off resident evil after this like a new like i feel like we we this podcast is basically ending because of our 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 horrible fucking job at the trivia and now we started with resident evil arguing Uh, over a one star um one and a half i wouldn't argue (laughs) I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have got one and a half. No, huh? but it, it was that half star that got you. One um, is just like preposterous. Like, how could you give that a one? I, I watched the first couple episodes of that, and I'm I was I'm super into that. Okay, I'm enjoying that. So well, they yeah. and they're doing that series right, the live action series for Netflix. Well, this this was animated. Yeah, but we we got the but new film from johannes oh that's right roberts in, yeah in, in 20 in november excuse me i thought it was a series but you're right okay so i guess what i'm getting at is i had no idea that 2021 was going to be the year of resident evil for me and that to me is kind of scary why well there's so many other things you could be doing with your life other than resident evil well that's where E dogs at in life right now <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a level that we've and no. look i can't blame you i'm i'm Yep. I'm, I'm in there too. Yep. So, and that was resident that evil was fucking <laughs> E dog's take on resident evil. All right. Should I kick off the Nighthouse and then we can just get go to, all the, go other to the night house. Though. So yeah, the, I had to go all the way to fucking Roswell to see this movie Roswell, New Mexico, which is where the fucking aliens are from. Right. Mm-hmm. And where they're from. Yes. Okay. Well, they originated there. Yes. Okay. They crash landed in the forties or whatever it is. Thirties. Okay. And, uh, they've been living there ever since 1947. Yeah. 1933. So uh went and saw The Night House there because we didn't get it because our theater uh, the, in town is brilliant. Uh, I'm not going to interrupt you for long. My nephew recently got a job at the theater, and he tells me about just how awful it is. Please continue. It'll stress me out if you tell me because I feel like – You I think di- it's bad? It's bad. I think it's bad. <laughs> it, it, it is bad. Okay. Okay, please continue. So anyways, I went to Roswell to see it. I had people sit behind me and, and rustle popcorn and uh, uh, fucking – candy for about an hour now why didn't you just get up and move you're there only three people in the well i was sitting as close to the screen as i could be and they sat right behind me where the yeah, fuck really? am i gonna move oh behind? Like, no i don't want to sit that far back okay keep going like sit in a hallway and watch a movie yeah that's yeah. not my thing duh. To- i you do that though don't you I Don't you sit fuckers sitting on the floor during man of steel yeah and i don't know how that happens i mean the floor is crazy yeah but like people sit all the way in the back and like that's crazy to me like you sit in a hallway might as well be watching at home. Uh, we sat in the handicap seats during Don't Breathe 2, and I thought it was great. And no one, no one kicked you out of them because they're like, yeah, he is handicapped. Damn. So, anyway. Damn. <laughs> anyways, uh, so anyways, I saw The Night House. Uh, this is David Bruckner's new movie, right? David Bruckner is, you know, of uh, the ritual fame. Uh, uh, almost Friday the 13th fame. Almost Friday the 13th. He's actually of Friday the 13th fame because he was going to do that, so he kind of got big from that, too. Uh, Southbound he was involved in, which is a movie that I praised like crazy back then. VHS. VHS is where he broke onto the scene with that, uh, that short amateur night. Mm hmm. And it's his, really good. His fucking, uh, the one he directed in Southbound is like one of the most tense things I've ever seen. It's where that guy hits the woman on the side of the highway mm. and then has to like save her life, uh, at the hospital. That's just fucking insane. Anyways. Uh, and this is new movie starring Re- Rebecca Hall. And uh, it was supposed to come out last year, uh, and yeah, this thing is fucking bonkers. Light, you know, fucking lights out. Pretty much a perfect movie. Tell like, me what it is. It's a haunted house film. Yeah, so kind of right. So the night house is about Rebecca Hall's character, her husband. You 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 pick up the film. The first scene of the movie is her getting home from his funeral. the The husband. The husband went out on a boat on the river and or on the the lake in front of their house and shot himself in the head. Hmm. And she doesn't know why she said she never saw it in him. She doesn't understand why he did it. He shot himself in the head, killed himself. And now she's left to sort of pick up the pieces as to why her husband shot himself in the head for no reason. Right? So you pick up there and basically what ensues and and actually I don't want to get into the themes too much because I think actually some of the themes are the movie. And if you see it, you'll be like, "Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about." But like, this is a movie sort of about, of course, as always, grief, loss, and then also depression in a lot of ways. What ensues in the night house from that point is something is going bump in the night in her house. Okay, and so it's this. I'm being vague on purpose because I I would I heard someone call this movie a Rubik's cube, and it is. So like, if you know pieces of it. Like this is a very spoiler movie. You know, you shouldn't know almost that that's the setup, and that's all you need to know. So in my part to review it, we'll just say this is like a fucking expertly crafted fucking vision of like a haunted house movie that's about like way more than a fucking haunted house. Mm. And it 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 blew my mind not so much, it's not like you're gonna, you know, fucking some giant monster is not going to crawl out of the basement in the night house. So like, I don't want to imply that cause I'm hyping it pretty hard, but it's just brilliant. It's just, you know, it's like when you saw, I'm afraid to say this title, but it's like when I saw hereditary, I don't think it's like to that level. It, I don't think like hereditary, I think is a masterpiece. This is like reaching to that. Mm. Like it's, it's pretty fucking good. And the reason Hereditary works so well is it's about 200 other things. It's not a fucking haunted house movie, right? It's about you know losing your child and blaming you know your family and not wanting your fucking child and all those things. That's what that movie's actually about. And The Night House has that as well. But then it's also go bump in the night and it's fucking scary. Mm. There's like, I can remember two to three, four scares. Yeah, jump scares, but it's also just unnerving. This is a very unnerving movie. And it spirals out of control, uh, all the way to like the craziness. And at the end, you're like, holy shit, that's what this was about, you know? And I guess I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to spoil it. Mm. So it's uh, really fucking good. I worry people watching this at home. You know, I feel like they're like, Oh, that was good. I saw it in the theater loud as fuck. Thought it was, I mean, it's going to be on my top 10. It'll definitely probably be on my top five. Damn. Maybe. I mean, it's going to get tight, right? If all those movies we listed come out,
1: mm.
0: it's going to get pretty tight in that top five. going to get pretty tight. But The Night House is there. I mean, it's fucking really good. Again. Is it a rated R film? It's rated R. Good. It's it's mostly just Rebecca Hall by herself um, in her house. And then there's like a friend involved. And, you know, she starts to unravel. Like, why did he kill himself? What's going on? And then well, what's going on under that? Um, yeah, watch the trailer because I'd rather not say anything else. Is the trailer doesn't give anything away? No, but it gives away kind of. You can see like, oh, okay, that's what that movie's about. But mm. I don't want to. You know, you'd have to see it. Yeah, secrets, right. right? Rubik's cube movie. So there you go. The Night House is fucking awesome. It's going to be on my top five at the end of the year. I loved it. I this is, you know, David Bruckner. I hope he. You know, he's, he's supposed to make the next Hellraiser now. Correct. And after seeing this, I mean, yeah, I liked him. I thought he was good. We were excited for his career, but this is like, I could see like in this one, I like the Hellraiser movie he makes. Like that's how much I like this. So anyways, Night House, definitely see it. Loved it. Eric had never heard of it. <laughs> what do you want to do next? Don't Breathe too? Let's do Don't Breathe 2. You start on it, Doc. Okay. Um... A lot of enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm trying to think where to start for Don't Breathe Too. So I guess. Well, do we like the first movie? Yeah. We liked it a bunch. So we love it. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I was super on board uh, for the sequel, mainly because I wanted to know how it added up to the original. Uh, the trailer didn't seem like we were getting the same character. And I kind of feel like we don't. Yeah. I mean, I and w- I'm referring to the blind man. I wanted you to start, but before we get too deep into it, I want to do my expectations too, which were simply... The best way I can put it is we wanted a sequel to Don't Breathe, and this is not the sequel that we wanted a- at all. I, You know what's funny is after the, after the movie ended, I told Dana, I said, my pitch for Don't Breathe 3 would be make this an anthology film series. Yeah. Like, don't have it be about the blind man again. Ryan. You know, go and tell us a new... Grimy story in Detroit. Yeah, because I, for me, you know, because this is a bit of a departure, kind of. We Here's the thing for Don't Breathe 2. We wanted Jane Levy back being stalked by the blind man. Right. That's what I want. And that's kind of what they promised us at the end of the first film. Right. So spoilers for the first movie. We were promised that in a way, mm-hmm. right? And so for this new movie to not, uh, not address any of that, Right. So so that was like one of the reasons I was like so in tuned with this sequel, like sitting in the theater. I wanted to know, how does this relate to the first film? What is the timeline? Yeah. Like how much time has passed? Is this before the first film? Like I was like, I, I needed to unpack all of that. Yep. So I was just super on board with this film from the beginning. And although I don't like the changes to the character I still think we got a good film. I totally agree. I still think we've got a good story. I still think we got some good violence. I totally agree. I just wanted different This is not, I mean, I'm going to say again. This is not the sequel that we asked for. Right. It's not. It's not the sequel we even really deserve, to be honest. Because also, like, you have, and I guess we'll address this quickly. Okay. Like, the sort of problematic part about it. Like, Mm. we're going to root for the fucking blind man now. Right. Exactly. And this is like a horrific person, not, not just someone that they broke into and maybe was a bad guy, whatever, a horrific person. And, and, you know, I would say he's, like, a, the hero this time, right? Definitely. But what I didn't like is I don't is think how, it's a secret, right? There's been a lot of articles written online about this. What I didn't like is, like, the film tries to remind you, no, he's a bad person. Yeah, well, yeah no, so, trust me. We remember he's right, a fucking bad person. Right, so, like, there's, like, moments in the film— I didn't know who the who the character was. Like, he, like, sells plants to her? The the, the woman who takes yeah. his daughter into town. And uh, so so there's this character. So the blind man has a daughter. Right. And there's this woman. I'm not too sure what their relationship is, the blind man and this woman. It's it's well, a he, business he's relationship. He's selling plans. Right. And so this woman will take the blind man's daughter into town to spend time with, to hang right. out with, to get her out of the house. And there is a scene when uh, this woman tells the blind man, I know you're a bad person. And, you know, and it's kind of like telling us the audience. Right. Like, remember, he's a bad guy. And the character, like, stops in his tracks. But then you learn that she's a veteran as well. And he and she says something like, when you come back home from war, you're different. And he's like, oh, yeah. you know, I He's say, able to quickly get out of that yeah, situation. And I, I want to say like the film is trying to – because is it is it trying to say he was in Vietnam? I don't know what war he was whatever in. Whatever it was. Maybe it, the Cold War. It, no, I, I don't want to sound insensitive about wars, but whatever it was they're trying to say, it felt like exactly what you're saying, which is it felt like they were trying to like pawn off the bad personness, like he did bad things in a war and it's like no we know what he was doing in that basement in that first movie and it is the worst thing possible as a person And so it just was kind of i kind of wanted to flip the movie off several times it didn't ruin anything like i didn't give a shit but i i just was kind of like oh fuck you right like what are you talking about like well he's not that bad or like what like and then we'll root for him too kind of but but then he has a monologue at the end which i won't say what he says yeah but again, it's no, I'm a bad person. But yeah. you know, the entire time we're rooting for you, man. So that was just like that fuck up of the character motivation. Yeah. But other than that, if you can forgive that, if you can look past that, totally. then yeah, this was a this was a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I you know it's funny. I think uh, this looked a lot cheaper than the first movie. Definitely, it looked you know. I know cheaper is the same thing as saying. It looked a lot less expensive. It looked like the studio cared a lot less about this movie. To me, like, watching it, I was actually kind of impressed, like, how grimy it was. Mm. And I thought, wow, like, it's almost like no one gave it. Like, uh, so this is put out by, like, Sony, right? Right. And Ghost House Pictures, which is Sam Raimi. But I'm watching it thinking, wow, like, uh, it feels like a movie, like, the studio didn't watch. Because I feel like it just felt... I mean, number one, you're—they want you to root for a rapist. I mean, that's right. what they want. That's what the film is. And two, it was just—I was surprised. I—I'll—I'll say that I was surprised with the the level of violence and the level of sort of nastiness that the mm. film uh, put forth. And those things being said, if you know this podcast, yeah, I really liked it. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna buy it. I don't give a fuck about it. I will 100% pick that film up so my mom can watch it. I don't care about <laughs> it at all. Like that first movie, I loved. I think this is what happens whenever like Fetty Alvarez makes a fucking movie that's fucking gangbusters. Mm-hmm. And then is like, hey, and this actually, well, it either bodes well or doesn't bode well for that Texas Chainsaw movie he's producing. Uh, can I interrupt you just for yeah. a moment? Uh, I saw a funny snippet. I guess he went on, I guess, Bloody Disgusting has a podcast. Yeah. Boo Crew. And I guess there's this rumor, dot that people have already test screened yes. the, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, and that it's bad. That it's not good. So he addressed that on the podcast, and he was like, no, I think it's better than Don't Breathe 2, and Don't Breathe 2 is really good. So now I'm not too sure about that yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, all of that's pointless. Like, I hate uh, – I really, really don't like um, – The uh, rumor mill? No, not the rumor mill, but the test screening mm. uh, results. I don't know if you remember, but, like, when Halloween 2018 was coming out, there was, like, supposedly some test screening of that, and everybody said they hated it. Mm and guess what like you don't you don't have to outright love Halloween 2018 like I do but like that movie's not a bad, bad movie it's yeah. fucking really good so I just kind of feel like all that's always bullshit like mm. and especially like test screenings they're usually the audio is not finished they're usually not have done any mm. reshoots or, or or editing and there's so like generally they're not getting the full film right and guess what if audiences didn't like that the Texas Chainsaw movie, that's probably bodes well for us. It's probably fucking mean spirited and fucked up, and we'll probably like it. Um, how come they haven't done no marketing for that yet? Huh? Well, because is there a release date? No, but because probably because movies aren't coming out. I don't mm. know, but um, I don't know. There's just, a sensible answer. Don't breathe. too is uh, I mean, again, I, I'll just say it one last time. It's it's definitely not the sequel we asked for or wanted. Like Fetty Alvarez didn't direct. Uh, we don't get Jane Levy. And in fact, I feel like there was a lot of like, I had a lot of baggage coming to this movie. Okay. Because I knew we were going to have to root for a rapist. Okay. Okay. I also knew that Jane Levy had like shit talked Fetty Alvarez in like his filmmaking. Right. And so I knew she wasn't it for sure. Like there's no cameo. And, and he kind of shit talked her back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I know that's like kind of shit around the movie. So again, I really enjoyed watching this movie but it just kind of buzz killed the whole thing for me. Mm. And then the movie was just like, you know, I'll just say this. And I feel like I'm, I apologize if this has been too spoiler already. I, I don't, I feel like this is all in the trailer, but the first thing that happens is someone gets hit in the fucking head with a hammer really hard. And it's fucking uh, violent. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I'm back. Like, I was like, <laughs> all right, fuck it. I mean, right? you know, that that was literally how I felt. Like once that happened, I was like, Oh yeah. Mm. Like, this is going to be violent. Okay. You know, uh, no spoilers, but there's a scene uh, that involves a machete. Yeah. At, towards the end. And I was like, use it. Use it. You know, yeah. I'm just like cheering it on in my head. So, I mean, it, it, fed, my, it fed my, you know, primal urges yeah, of it, violence. And I will say, like, that's what I'm saying by the studio part of it. Like, it was almost like they just let them do whatever they wanted, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool, which is cool. But uh, I was surprised. And so I did like it. Uh, what what well, is he going to do next? Fiddy Alvarez? Has he got anything lined up? Does uh, he just produce films now? There's an answer to that and I just don't remember. Mm. He's doing something. I mean, he did that fucking Girl Who Kicks the Hornet's Nest movie or whatever. The, the Dragon Tattoo sequel. I, I liked it. You know, I, I don't never fucking saw remember it. it. I never saw that it, sequel. It's fine. So, I guess that's it. Do you remember when Allen Theaters would do $5 Thursday nights when the film was going to leave? Yeah. That's how I saw it. Yeah, well, they still do Tuesdays for $5. Right. Um, Is that it for Don't Breathe 2? Oh, I got a tricky question for you. Okay. Is it Ghoul Squad approved? Yeah. I'm saying yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I okay. think so. Here's the thing with Ghoul Squad approved. Not that it's a thing, but let's say it is. No, films uh, need that stat, Dar. It's going to be on the fucking cover art of the blue. No, I, here's the thing. I just I know I start to say these things where it's like I really liked it but I, I'm not going to buy it. And I genuinely, I, I'm i not going to buy it. Don't Breathe, through. I'll that, tell you that that's right That's the now. true stamp of approval. Kiki's going to buy it. But I really liked, like, if you want to go sit in a theater in your local town and watch fucking a mean-spirited, violent film that has... You know, some, it just sucks because it's like characters you care about, but also you're rooting for this person that did those horrible things in that basement. So like, I just feel like it's a conflicting feeling mm. and maybe they were going, I'm serious. Maybe they were, they knew that and were going for that sort of anti-hero, but, but not just anti, like anti, anti, anti-hero mm. maybe. And it, it worked on the sense that I liked the movie, but ultimately like, I'm not going to wear the blind man on my shirt. Like I'm not. That, that's that's uh, that's really interesting. You say that because just for liking the film doesn't mean I endorse the actions no, of the blind man. Of course not. No, uh, it's not so much. It's not just that. It's the film is conflicted as well. The storytelling is conflicted. Like we spend the whole mood well, but I'm a bad guy, maybe, but I'm maybe, not. Like maybe it's you're just, onto something saying that they knew what they were doing. Maybe, maybe they're trying to make us conflicted. Maybe and it certainly succeeded. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure Don't Breathe 2 is quite that smart. There's, there's no just black and white in this world, duh. See, I didn't know that. That's brand new to me. Yeah. Now that I know that, I can go through my life and understand so, the world. You know, here's my thing. Uh, I guess you got to give, I guess maybe it depends on the heinousness of the crime, but I think most people deserve a second chance, duh. Depends on how much I they try too. to rectify their, their first problem. Uh-oh, we're we're getting too far away from not, from horror films now. Here's the thing. I agree with you, but not what he was doing. You're saying that's unforgivable. I don't think that's a forgivable thing. It's because the the amount of premeditatedness that took, okay, that to me is not a forgivable act. Okay. If you uh I know this is getting too deep, but if you accidentally do something or out of rage or whatever and, and you 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 fuck up. A, a mistake. Okay. I don't think what he was doing in that first movie is a mistake. Like, that was premeditated. Oh, no. He had to plan all that. When shit. you do stuff like that, to me, those that does That's not. evil. That's evil, right? Gotcha. And I don't believe in evil. But you know what I'm saying? That that does not, like, fuck you, basically, is how I feel about. Like, if you're that premeditated in what you're doing, then fuck you, basically. I'm with you. Because you could have decided not to do it. You, know, you could and, and what's also funny is, like, the film had to come up with somebody that was, like, more evil? Right. Or, or like See, equally evil? And, but then and it's they like. They kind of succeeded. They do drugs, I guess? Well, uh, they harvest organs. Spoiler alert. I know, but by that time I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just too late in the movie Look, to like. I, I'm going to say, let's get off. Don't breathe. Yeah. But uh, I was super on board when, like, you know, the movie and the trailer initially tells us one thing, but then there's a shift. Yeah. In. Who are the good guys now? Yeah. And I was super into that. And then it shifts again. And I was super into that. Yeah. So yeah, I was along for Don't Breathe 100%. I went to the 9.15 p.m. showing and stayed awake. It feels like, I, I doubt it was, it feels like a movie that wasn't Don't Breathe 2. And it was re- uh, written to be Don't Breathe 2. And added characters. Now, when I say it, that, if that it, movie was just called like The Blind Man's Revenge, right. we would have been like jocking this film yeah, much harder. Well, it wouldn't have all this weird baggage sort of going into it. But again, right. I do want to say like, I say it's Ghoul Squad approved. I liked it. It yeah. was fucking, uh, dude, when that when they hit that person in the face with a hammer, I thought, nah, okay. I'm uh, in. There, there's a part where a dude takes a screwdriver to the cheek. Yes. And I was like, whoa. I know. And I was like, you know, I, to me, I feel like that was the Fetty alvarez of it, like mm-hmm. the sort of ingenuity that he was bringing to it, where like, you don't just have violence, you have like, this person need that screwdriver, we'll just say that, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, like, this is pretty intricate, like, I was, I was surprised by some of that stuff, so yeah, I liked it as well, I'm definitely not going to buy it, because I didn't really care about it, like, I'm not like, fuck yeah, don't read too, but I was like, hell yeah, that was fun, that was fun. I'm, I'm with you. Okay, I'm with you, so. Okay. What do you want to talk next? You want to do Candisha? let's do alicia Kandisha. <laughs> i knew you're gonna do that because they do it for like an hour Alicia, in the Kandisha, film. alicia K- after i fucking saw this movie that's all i could think of yeah so i guess let's say what and, Kandisha and is and the way they say it too, so like so their, their people accent. know what the hell we're talking about alicia condisha alicia, Kandisha, <laughs> alicia Kandisha. yeah so uh alicia Kandisha. the film <laughs> the film is just called Kandisha. is the latest film from uh Bustillo and mori right correct they're a there there are a couple of favorites around these parts. Right. Uh, this is you want to talk about something that's Ghoul Squad approved? Uh, or at least I think so. Uh Kigan approved. Okay. Uh, is Alexander Bastillo and Julianne Mori. Right. And if and if you uh, I'll follow them into any good night. And and if you if this is your first time listening to the Ghoul Squad podcast or watching horror films. Uh, there are a couple of French horror film directors that we like. They're they're a directing duo. Let's just get out of the way, right? They directed one of the most groundbreaking, earth shattering horror movies of the last twenty years. They directed talking about *Leprechaun* four. Yes, yeah. They directed *Inside* in two thousand seven. Right. And the film, you know, there's films that, that that come up to your door and bust your door down and change a horror world. And there was like six of them at this time, and one of them was *Inside*. You know, it'd be like this, Martyrs, like the French extremism wave. Like, yeah, it was yeah. just insane. Of course, the, you have other stuff like Frontiers or Them. But, um, the, you know, this was, oh, high tension. How could we forget? Right. So, like, but Inside is so, I don't know if I use this word for don't breathe, so I hope I didn't, but Inside is so heinous in its violence uh, and storytelling that Uh, I'll follow these guys forever, Um, and so I've seen everything they've made. I've seen *Livid*. I've not seen *Livid* because it's not in the uh, here in the states, but it's easy to obtain, right? Yeah, I've seen uh, *Among the Living*. Mm -hmm. Leatherface, Leatherface, which is good. And now that's a film I'm willing to defend. And they, yeah, I really like Leatherface. Yeah, and they have a new movie coming out that sounds great. The The Deep House. Yeah, it's about a haunted house underwater yep and i saw pictures from behind the scenes and they're shooting that thing underwater holy shit like on a set they built a house underwater like a miniature and shit Uh it's fucking crazy that's such an awesome premise yes yeah okay but we're but we're talking alicia kandisha alicia kandisha alicia kandisha alicia Alicia kandisha which is uh can i say it please do it's the moroccan Candyman. there you go the Moroccan Candyman. But the film takes place in, in France, right? Yes, but right. the legend and is a Moroccan legend. You That's are, what they say in the you film. You are correct. I'm going to try. I have only saw the film once. It's Same been, here. It's been a second since I've seen it, but I'm going to try my best to rehash the legend. Alicia Kandisha. Alicia Kandisha. Alicia Kandisha. <laughs> Alicia Kandisha. Okay, so during some Persian war, yes, a woman's husband was murdered. So this woman, in an effort to, uh, revenge, take her, revenge, take revenge from her, of her murdered husband, she seduces men and then kills them. But eventually six or seven men, and that number is important. We'll say six. Okay. Murder Alicia Kandisha. <laughs> okay. So now in the present... There's this. If you haven't legend. seen Kandisha, it's the, what you're doing sounds fucking insane. <laughs> Alicia but if, Kandisha, but Alicia if you've Kandisha. seen it, you'll know exactly what he's talking about. Okay, so and it's on Shutter. Yes, the Shudder. best six dollars I spend a month. This was in 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 my world, I would pay for Shudder and uh, Shutter would fund and put out which they didn't fund it, but uh, movies by directors like this, like. These guys should be making everything like how we say like Aja should be making everything or, um, you know, and and I feel like they don't, but these guys have actually ended up putting a bunch of movies out lately, but go ahead. Okay. Did you ever see Among the Living? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, also, thanks to Shudder. Yes. Okay. So now in the present, there's an this urban legend where you can evoke Candisha. Yep. Alicia Candisha. Uh, uh it involves blood, I forget and you and a pentagram. And you and you call her name. Yes. And the idea is abused women, correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Abused women summon her to attack their abuser. Right. So, we meet this woman and uh she's got several close friends. Yes. Um, Which one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're chanting Alicia, condisha. Alicia, <laughs> no. Alicia, Alicia. It's at the condisha? very beginning where they're they're t- they're spray painting, they're tagging like that wall? Right. but They all start dancing. Right. That's one of my favorite right. scenes in the right. movie. Uh, yeah. You learn that these close group of friends they enjoy uh, partaking in graffiti. Yeah. Okay. So our main character has an abusive ex boyfriend, and one night she's walking home and she runs into him, and he's faded. He's super drunk and he attacks her. Yes. Uh, physically so she go home she's bleeding from being attacked and she's pissed off and like upset right right and and i think it's the night when they're hanging out when they first discuss candy show? yes like that's how she's aware of uh it's it's on there's a there's under some spray paint there's oh that's on right the wall which reminds me so much of the original Candyman. right like it is when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking Candyman. Just different. I mean, it's different legend, but it's fucking Candyman. Deals with graffiti and sweet chan- chanting the name to Kandisha, summon it. Kandisha, yep. Yeah. So she summons Candisha, and the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, is hit by a car. So initially, it's kind of like, "Oh, it's just an accident. Yeah. But then her close friends uh, start getting killed off, and it's by oh, the men. The men, only the men." And if you remember the, the legend of Kandisha is that she was murdered by six men. So now when she's summoned, she her her price is she's going to kill six men. Yes. And she's killing the best the, the main character's best friends. Yep. So the main character sets out. We gotta we gotta find a way to stop. Figure Candisha. out how to stop Candisha. Yep. And initially, she's like this pretty woman, yeah. in a veil. So I have notes for Candisha, and one of them is Candisha kind of fine. Candisha kind of fine. Yeah. But what's awesome is eventually we see her true form. Yeah. And I won't spoil what her true form is, but her true form is pretty gnarly, and we get some pretty good late game gore. Yes. I wasn't a hundred percent wild about Candisha, but I definitely liked it compared to some of their other work. How Keegan tell me now that I just explained Candisha for hours. No, good. That was great. Please tell me, give me your thoughts on Candisha other than she fine. I don't think, you know, I don't want to sit here and say this is the best movie of all time. That's not what I'm here to do, but I will, but I love, I loved it. I loved it in the sense that I got to see, you know, me, right. It's always about the creator and it's always about like, kind of what the film is trying to do. And so for me, like to see these guys put out a movie that I was able to see, it's this uh, legend I've never heard of. Um, so, you know, you you spend a lot of the film learning about this legend, Candisha. These three characters that I ultimately um, really cared about. So it's important. That the reason I loved it was I really, really, I was rooting for them really hard. Like I really wanted them to figure out, you know, how to stop her and I didn't want uh, any of the three of them to die. And you might be thinking, well, that's just a movie. Well, yeah, but a lot of movies, like you don't really care about the fucking characters. And if you do, that 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 really elevates a movie to like, oh shit, they did a good job. Like, it's not just a horror movie where people get fucked up. You care about them. You don't want them to die, right? You're rooting for them. Um, that's actually a plot device in The Cabin in the Woods, right? Uh, I'm actually rooting for this one. Um, and so. That, to me, would be what what I would speak to Candisha, which is just all the things that go into it. And then also, like, it's really well-directed. There's... It's not... Here's the thing. There's, like, one or two crazy gore sequences. But that's... It's not... I guess that's what I want from them. (laughs) For sure. And I wouldn't consider this, like, overly gory. It's funny saying that, because there's probably, like, one scene that has, like... That's why I said late game. Right. But, But to me, like... I was like, okay, it's not going to be that gory. So I, I was I was in for it already. And then when it did, I was like, oh, shit. It's like kind of that French gore a little bit. But um, I was just really rooting for them. I really wanted them to figure this out. And uh, I think it all goes back to like that first scene and like the way it introduced them. You know, I felt for them and I wanted them to figure it out. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really fucking liked it. It's on Shutter. Uh, I liked it too. Like I said, I wasn't like swept away by it, but I did like it. I guess if we were doing a Bastille and Mori episode, like that, I'd probably be at the bottom. The the all the way at the bottom, all the way at the bottom, even above like among the living. I'm trying among the living would be, uh, above. I'd have to rewatch Among the Living. I probably would do. Here's the thing. So I, I don't know. Maybe we'd go at the top just so I could chant Alicia Condisa, Alicia Condisa, Alicia Condisa. Oh Alicia, uh, gosh, I could probably do it right now. I'd probably inside. Duh. Um. Fuck. I hate to tell you this, but probably livid. Then Leatherface, then Among the Living, then Candice. Yeah, maybe that's. Yeah, yeah, but that's See, not bad. Like it sometimes. Do no, it? no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm I, just saying like compared their movies to their, are really works. good. Yeah, their movies are really good. And what's cool is like it'd be they're like, like ranking film. Aja films, but with oxygen. Like mm. every film they've done has been so different yeah. from each other. Yep, Mm -hmm. Livid recently, or uh, what movie was that? There was a movie that was exactly the same thing as Livid, and nobody had seen Livid, so nobody knew it. Oh, I think I'm just talking about Don't Breathe, now that I think about it. Yeah, Don't Breathe is fucking Livid. It's not. It doesn't have a blind man, but it has a woman that's uh, on life support, and these people, Livid is about this woman on life support, this old woman, and this group of kids uh, break go into the house him? to rob it because she's just a vegetable right right she might be more than a woman Ooh. uh that's livid do you own that i do but it's on a region b blu-ray gotcha yeah so anyways candisha alicia julianne Mori. alexandra Bastillo. go watch it on Shutter. yeah okay really how good how much more you got g <sighs> well i got two we have old Take it away, Doc. I'm just going to black out for a second. <laughs> did you even see it? I did not see Old. You didn't see it? I did not. How? It is not in the file. That was my choice. Why C. didn't Scott you see Old? From Exorcist 3. I don't know, Dad. I was trying to make it to Snake Eyes at the same time, and I didn't snake make it Snake Eyes? And I didn't make it to Snake Eyes either, Doc. I only want to see Snake Eyes for Sam Weaving. I'm, I will, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's, it's, it's PVOD right now. Once that P drops off, I'll be watching the shit out of Snake Eyes. I cannot believe you didn't see Old. That is fucking crazy. I did not, I, I did not see Old. I went and saw Old and Roswell. Because you cared about it that much? Yeah, it's M. Night's new movie, dawg. Jam Night's new movie, dawg. Did you ever watch Servant? I did it. Servant's really fucking good. Okay, so, so, so we've Servant. established that you're the M. Night Shyamalan guy of the podcast. Take it away on Old. I mean... You know, obviously, you're saying that to be funny. Um, I just think M Night's interesting, and he's he's he everything he does is interesting, except probably Last Airbender and After Earth. Okay, but even if they suck, like he's a good filmmaker. So, and and I'll, so I won't go on about Old. Right, that's his new movie, and I and let me just say that's kind of what's happening here with Old. It's not that good. Okay, but I liked it. Let me ask you this. Was the mystery strong enough to just wrap you up? Yeah. And you had to just stay attuned to it. Yes. You needed to figure it out. You needed to unbox it. Sure. Because that's how I felt about Don't Breathe too. Would you attribute yeah. the same level of mystery So old to, to has old? that. Old is very uh, mystery box. Okay. Extremely mystery box. So you get there and you're like, ooh, what's going on? And then, of course, right in old, they, they get to a beach where the beach, they can't leave. And you you... Your body ages faster on this beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just got sort of, it's going to, friends of mine are going to laugh. Okay. I got lost vibes. What's well, laugh there? you say you have friends. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I got lost vibes, right? So I'm a huge lost fan. And so it was an hour and a half sort of lost like Twilight Zone episode. Okay. And for that, I enjoyed it. It's, there's some laugh out loud actings at some points in the movie, but I feel like that's kind of M night like i feel like that's what he does a little bit like close-ups of people that he i think he thinks their acting is really working and sometimes it's not but i also think he's trying to be more funny than people really give him credit for Mm. so i think some of it's intentional some of it's not and so i liked it uh the people we went with didn't give a fuck about it so i went with my brother's wife lucas shout out lucas what's up and lucas's girlfriend danelle they didn't like it at all Uh, the whole group yeah, and, okay. and so, I mean, I'll talk to him. He'll hear this eventually. Um, you know, for me, I was like, well, that, I definitely liked it. Because it, they kind of didn't like it. Okay. And I liked it. I just don't think it was, like, great or anything. So, I don't know. I liked it. I mean, you want to know what the problem with old is? I want to know what the problem with it's old is. It's PG-13. Oh. You think if it could have gone harder on yeah. the subject matter, it would have been better? Yeah, because you know what it is? Is p- it Blumhouse? No. Okay. It's not. I thought it was, but it's not. So when I saw it, I was going into it thinking The Ruins. Oh. And I could not be more mistaken. It's not oh. The Ruins. The Ruins is one of the hardest art things that came out, like at the end of the torture porn era. Okay. We love The Ruins. Yeah, I'm with you. Here. And this is not The Ruins, right? Like The Ruins is so violent. And this just isn't. There's violence in it, but it's off screen. You don't really see it. There's, It's not a gory movie. And... I just thought they were going to go to the beach and, and people were going to be screaming and they were going to be cutting stuff out of their... Le- you know, I was thinking The Ruins. Mm. It's not The Ruins at all. So once I sort of reoriented to what it was, which was more of like a mind game type movie, I enjoyed it. It's not very good. Mm. So I'll, there you go. If you've seen old out there, I hope that makes sense because they're probably thinking, yeah, it's not that good. I kind of agree, but I liked it. I thought it was interesting. And like his... His direction is worth watching movies for. Like there's shots in it where I was like, wow, this is fucking really pretty. This is really cool. Like there's this one shot where these kids play freeze tag. And obviously it's a metaphor for the movie because it's about time, right? And these kids play freeze tag and run on the beach. And the way he shot it, I was like, wow, this is fucking cool. You'd have to see it to know what I'm talking about. But it's like this dynamic camera movement where it freezes on the kids and the kids freeze. And so there's stuff in it where I'm like, wow, like, fuck yeah, M. Knight's back. And then, you know, you have characters like, there's a character that plays, I'll tell you this and then I'll end old. There's a character that plays like a rapper and it's a very serious, like the character's already on the beach when they get there and they've lost their girlfriend. Their girlfriend died and the rapper's... Because of being on the beach? Yes. And okay. the rapper's sitting there and M. Knight wrote that character's name to be uh, midsize sedan. Like that's his rap name. Yes. And it's a joke. Okay. And, and, and I was just like, oh, okay, that's what you thought was fun. Like you're making a midsize sedan joke about like, I just kind of felt like I, so I am saying that M night's not perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was cool enough as a movie. And it did have like some fucked upness. It just wasn't, um, necessarily gory but it was more so like simple imagery that was fucked up. But because it's not rated R, it really couldn't go all the way. And that was what disappointed me the most. So anyways, that's old, Hmm. but I did like it. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to wear a shirt for old, but I liked it. (laughs) Those are your two criterias. Do I know it's, well, I wear a shirt of it. Like don't breathe too is like better than old. Okay. And don't breathe too is not very good. It's fun. We liked it, but it's not like amazing. So that's old. Okay. All right. Uh, if you hear that noise now, uh, Eric and I got warm cause we were having so much fire content, brings so much heat, Heat, yeah, heat to the podcast. Uh, I just turned the air conditioner on in my apartment and it's loud as fuck. So I hope that it's not too fucking loud. Uh, with that being said, Eric, um, let's rattle a few things here. Let's rattle. Okay. So we just talked old. Yep. Um, I know it was a while ago now. So like the, the heat has come down off this, but fear street. Okay. Okay. I just want to throw in what I thought of Fear Street. Okay. So what did you think of Fear Street? Uh, like, do you want to just bullshit like one, two, and three? Sure. Uh, you know, ultimately, I think it was cool. I like that we just got them like a week. Yeah. After each other. Uh, you know, this was Netflix. <laughs> I liked it for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, that's what, this is what we want. We want slasher movies. For sure. Right. So, I mean, that was definitely cool. But I also don't feel like it was anything momentous. Yeah. I've already fucking forgot Fear Street. See, nah. Me too. I, here, so here's what I want to say about Fear Street. Like when I saw the first one, I was like, oh, fuck, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then each of them started to go into the legend that, that, that mm-hmm. it was all stemming from. And I cared less and less mm-hmm. because I I think Fear Street, the opening of the first Fear Street, which is 1994, uh, it
1: has fucking the skull Maya Hawk in oh, it. Yeah.
0: And it's it's literally just scream, mm-hmm. like it's shot like scream, it's scored like scream, it sounds right. like scream. And I just don't think anything quite lived up to that. Right. Like when I saw that, I was like, holy fuck, this is gonna be like the greatest thing ever if they make a scream homage uh, homage that's literally like even the score sounds like scream. Uh, I was. It freaking, didn't live up to that. I was freaking out whenever we learned that there was multiple killers and yeah. they were all coming at once. Then I was like, holy shit uh but then you're right i it, just don't think it, it quite got, lived up to that it started to get bogged down i had trouble maybe i'm just a fucking idiot i had trouble following the rules of like okay why is like you know it's like because they have like the blood on them so yeah. they only want to go after one of them or some bullshit like yeah that. And, and then you also have like i had trouble with like where are they all showing up from right like is this it follows do they have to walk through the ocean to get to you or like weird little hangups yeah yeah I don't care, you know, about that, but I, I just, I thought it got bogged down in like mythology around, uh, what is it? Seraphir. Seraphir. Yeah. Uh, and all that stuff. So I don't know. The first one I thought was like, like actually the movie. Mm. And then the second one was like a really cool homage to, to it was fr- fun. Friday. The second one, Right. It was literally like Friday, the burning and sleepaway camp. Right. And, but again, as that movie progressed into like the crap underground, mm. Uh, There's a ton of that movie that takes place in, like, this underground cave. And it, it's just so uninteresting to look at, so boring. You know, we want kids at a summer camp getting killed, and then we're just sitting in a cave for, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because they're desperate to keep on this mythology about Seraphir and the whole thing. So, like, I feel like it's just bogged down. And by the third one, you know... Th- the, this, was, this was set in the 17th century. Right. And it's neat, but it's no The Witch, you know? Right. And so I was happy, so happy, huge spoiler, to learn that it goes back to 1994. Yes. And that, and that I think, ties it all together and makes it like a cool event. <laughs> I feel like that's how I feel. Like, Fear Street on Netflix was a cool event for horror fans. Ultimately, were they, like, really fucking good? I don't think so. I think the first one is pretty good. Like, I actually think that first one's good. Mm-hmm. The second one is cool to see, like, it's, like, literally audio cues from Friday the 13th. And then the last one was cool because it was, you know, I get what they're doing. And and I don't know. I guess I'll just leave it at that. I mean, I I feel like it ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. Like, it ran its course very quickly to where I was like, all right, let's get back to 94. And then it does. And then even that. Uh, I, it was very It follows the way they were trying to, like, kill all the the killers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just – I don't know. I feel like it ran out of steam for I, me. I think the first one is definitely the best of the bunch. Yeah, and it's not just because we watched it first. I think it's the one that's the tightest. Mm-hmm. It felt like a movie, and I thought, okay, cool. Then they're going to make three of these that feel like a complete film. And I don't feel like the second one feels like a complete story, and the third one definitely doesn't. What if they were told in chronological order? What if it started in the 17th century and then advanced to the 80s and then, or is it 78? And then...
1: 94.
0: That sounds cool, but I don't think I would have gotten through the first all, one. Yeah, mm. if it started there. Because gotcha. I feel like that was the weakest. Mm. Um, and it was kind of... I mean, it was cool that they're trying to do that era of... of, of folk? Yeah, horror. folk horror. But I feel like... You know, the direction was good when it was like trying to homage modern things. And once you get back that way, I mean, you really have to be, you have to really care about, I don't know. Like, you know, like you said, The Witch. Like, The Witch is like, you know, that dude's been waiting his whole life to make that movie. And to just have like a 60-minute segment be back then and then go back. I don't know. I just feel like it kind of felt short-changed. Mm. That's all. Anyways, Fear Street. Ultimately, we thought it was a cool event. I right. want more of it. That's cool. It's like, quite like give us a new, like give us new Fear Street, but a new story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. yeah, I'll watch the fuck out of new 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 Fear Street. And I liked all the kids. And I liked the gore. Hmm. Yeah, agreed. Neon to rattle into the Green Knight. Let's rattle into the Green Knight. Uh, I'm gonna be fucking honest. I've not seen the Green Knight. Oh, its you didn't entirety. see it? Oh, you fell asleep? Okay, so the first night we went, I had to poop so bad that I left the theater. Again? This was the first time. (laughs) I know. uh, I'm saying you went to a movie and had to shit again? Oh, this is the first time I've left because of it. Normally, I've just gone, you know. But remember I told you that my nephew was telling me about how awful it was? Oh, yeah. That was enough to make me go, I'm just going to go home. And it was $5 Tuesday night, so I was like, I'm going to bite the bullet on this one and just go comfortably take a shit. Yeah. So you tried to watch it again? So I text Dana. I'm like, hey, dude, I just went home to shit. Text me when it's over. I'll did go you eat Taco Bell before? I did. Oh, well. And, uh, you know, I'll pick you up when it's over. So what's funny is I told you there's somebody who took a kid to the Green Knight. Uh, I thought that person was Dana when I was pulling into the parking lot. And so then I see Dana. And that's not Dana. And, you know, I pull in to get him. And I was like, I thought that was just a fat single mom. And he was like, I thought that was a fat single mom, too. But it was so-and-so. And then we laughed about it and... And drove off, and then the th- you th- so you thought Dana was a fat single mom. In my defense, he said fat first. Okay, uh, <laughs> and and you know they had a child at the fucking Green night. and then uh, the third the weekend that it left, yeah, which I think was two weekends ago. I went to the Thursday nine thirty p.m. showing by myself. I fell asleep. So. We won't talk you know, Green Knight's not really horror. No. But it's A twenty four, and so you guys all out there, you all know this is you know, we all love A twenty four. I really wanted to see the conclusion. And I, I saw that. Hmm. I missed the adventure of him getting there. I made it up to uh after those kids rob him is Yeah, when I fell asleep. That's pretty early. And then I woke up to the giants and oh, then saw cool. the rest of the film. Yeah. So you did see the the uh the act. Oh, uh, you know what? I may have slept through thinking. An- Spoilers, yeah. I'll bleep that okay. Okay, so, anyways, Green Night, it's 824 it's not horror. Uh, I saw it, I loved it, but I was smart, Eric. What'd you do? I went and saw The Green Night at like noon on a Tuesday, and I brought a fucking energy drink because I knew it was two and a half hours and meditative and not really like a story driven movie. And uh, it worked, I, I didn't fall asleep, but you went by you, yourself, you I went with Ben. Okay. Me and Ben went. You what tried to go. Think? You tried to go see the Green Knight at nine thirty. That listen, is crazy. Listen, uh, I tried. You sure did. You I paid tried. ten dollars. I tried. Uh, okay, I tried two times to see the Green yeah. Knight. so the effort was there. I yeah. feel like you're the David Lowry guy too. <laughs> what else has David Lowry done? Doesn't he a do ghost like story Disney stuff? I have not seen a ghost story. You know, I never saw it either. But I have seen his Disney that I really really liked, and it was uh, Peach Dragon. Um, peace dragon's really good i don't know if i'm ever gonna get to the green knight i if i were you now i wouldn't you know what what's funny is like i really liked what i saw all right and that's the green knight
1: yeah
0: yeah i i uh how about this i took a fucking classic literature class at the fucking community college here at the nmsuc branch and i had to read sir garwin yeah so i've read the fucking poem like 10 fucking plus years ago yeah yeah i uh I mean I really liked it. you know, I don't ultimately think I knew everything that was going on, but uh I left and i've I've thought every time I think about it, I think about that movie. did his mom summon the Green Knight? Can you answer that for me in the film? it seemed like it, yeah right, but then i but then she also gives him like the protective charm in his belt, yeah, but I think that it Is was she trying to get him to prove his yeah uh being brave, yeah so David Lowry in an interview said he, he thought of like that failure to launch syndrome where like you don't want to leave home because you're too comfortable. And that was what the mom was thinking. Like I need to spur him to mm. do something. Now that's all like everything I just said is probably more dialogue than the whole film. <laughs> so, you know, right. I mean, what you just said, like cleared that up for right, me. Right, right. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I've been thinking about it quite a bit. I mean, it's a cool, like I'm glad that movies like this get made. I ultimately don't know if I'll ever watch it again. But I thought about it a, a lot. You know, we already said that it wasn't a horror film, and I 100% agree with you. But I also felt like there was some, like, scary shit oh, yeah. in the film. Like, uh, whenever the Green Knight arrives to the court, and the Queen reads his note, and it's like it's like a different voice than hers. Yeah. It's, like, very demonic uh, sounding. Like, stuff like that I thought was kind of Yeah, creepy. so I... I Read this interview with, with David Lowry and he said that the guy he had score it, which he did something else. I can't remember if it – I almost want to say he did The Witch. But um, he said, I want you to score every scene. I want you to score the whole movie like it's a horror movie. Mm. And so that's why. That atmosphere that's there is that score. It's so unsettling. And, and then it, another just incredible shot, like, moment is when the Green Knight is, like, riding out laughing. Yes. That – That shit was fire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the film has a lot of really cool shit. Ultimately, it's quite a wild, you know, movie. Like I, I, again, I'm not sure I totally understand all of it, but, um, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the green Knight, you know, it's, if you know, you know and i don't know cuz <laughs> i am not cuz you didn't see the whole entirety. thing yeah. so that's a green night eric do yeah. me your uh, stuff and then we'll rank the of the dead films all right i also have a, a terror tunes oh thank god that i, I didn't write but i'm just going to ramble okay so i got we I, were you know we're so good at rambling yeah yeah okay so i got i got two more films and the first one is i finally watched the empty man da oh cool and you know the empty man is uh, it had buzz on the internet when it finally came out, right? Yes. And this is a film that Fox made, got shelved. Uh, Disney acquires Fox. And then, like, two years later, they just shit it out to, like, a single theater. I'm glad you said that. I wanted to mention about the Nighthouse. Okay. So, you want to know what studio put this out? Uh, Lionsgate. So, it's called Searchlight Pictures now. Oh, wow. Because this is Fox Searchlight. Mm-hmm. And. W- Obviously, it's a division of Disney now, mm-hmm. and it, I'm just so like perplexed by why a division of Disney is acquiring a movie like The Night House and putting it out. Like, maybe they just need that in their portfolio, but you know how Disney's very restrictive. Mm. Well, I mean, The Night House is—I'll just say it's fucked up, and it's just weird. Like, what? why are they still continuing Searchlight? Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't, or maybe they still do. Disney have like. A sub brand to like they could put out like R rated shit. Yeah, Touchstone. Touchstone. Yeah, Yeah. is is Touchstone still a thing? No. Okay, but so this is like their new Touchstone. But I just, I just think it's odd. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they bought Fox. They had Fox Searchlight, so now they're just going to make Searchlight into like their prestige studio, I guess. Mm. Because I mean, this is a very like, yes, it's fucked up, but this is a movie movie. It's not Don't Breathe too. I mean. The Night House is a fucking movie with great acting and great direction. So, I I don't know. Anyways, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Why? Because you're talking about... The Empty Man. And that was... That was Fox. Yeah, Fox. And then it sat on the shelf for a little bit. And then, you know, Disney acquired Fox. Yeah. And then they put out The Empty Man in theaters last December, I think. Yep. So, I feel like... There was, like, small buzz around, like, people who saw it. Because it got dumped and nobody cared until... Then all of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, it's really good. Right. And uh, it's a big, lot of shit going on film. I heard it's it's like like two two hours and and 20 minutes. Yes, it's a long film. I'm going to try to break it down in the most minimalist way. Okay, so there's this, another urban legend, similar to Candyman and Alicia Kandisha. Alicia Kandisha. Yes. If you are walking. If we haven't summoned Kandisha yet. And that bitch is a fraud. Yeah, we're fucked. So if you're walking across a bridge and you find an empty bottle and you blow in it while you're thinking about the empty man, you summon him. The first night, you hear him. The second night, you see him. The third night, he comes for you. A group of kids on a bridge summon the empty man, and they all go missing. And this man who is a – I forget if he's a retired police officer or if he has to, like, quit the force for some reason. He takes it upon himself to start looking for these kids because one of the kids that went missing is his next-door neighbor. So he, like, knows the child's mom. Okay? Okay. That's the empty man in – The simplest terms. Okay. Okay. I'm a weird compulsive person. Wait. Okay. What? I'm a weird compulsive person. And there's been many instances in my life where I will think of something just in like the briefest thought. And it happens. Has this ever occurred to you? I think I know what you're saying there's been times when I'll have a negative thought and I'm like, I don't want that to happen. So I'll put a lot of thought into it. I'm thinking, so you're saying like kind of speaking into existence type of thing, but hundred percent. Okay. Like, because I put this thought into existence. Sure. Did I make it happen? Like what? Can you give me an example? It'll be like the smallest bullshit. Like, so for example, you know, I'm a mail carrier. And I'll think like, man, you I carry c- men, male. And I'll think, man, I hope we don't have like extra ads to carry today. You know, like completely forget about it. And then when I get to work, we have fucking ads. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, and it's just like probably just coincidence. Well, it's probably more so that, you know, the ads are coming. Do I? And Well, probably. I, I didn't know they were going to show up that day. I'm just thinking I want an easy day at work. I, no, I know, but I guess what I'm saying in that instance is more coincidence where you're thinking we haven't delivered any ads for a couple of weeks. I bet it's today. I hope it's not fucking today, and it is. Right. But that's because you kind of know it might be today. Right. Um, but I understand what you're saying. Sort of letting a thought... Uh, manifest. Yeah, manifest. And that's actually... Uh, I don't want to get too deep, but that's actually what's like terrifying about humans is like if people are like that, They can sort of do anything as long as they allow like that thought. Like people that think bad, let's just say people that think bad things, like serial killers in a way, right? Like if they think bad things long enough, they'll want to do those bad things. Most people don't think about those bad things. But if they, if they do, then they're fucking serial killers. So, right. And, and Sorry, not to get deep, but go ahead. And and I'm not saying I have control over this, and I'm not saying I can put in some type of like crazy thought and make it happen. I'm not saying no, like, no, no, oh, I'm gonna win the lottery and then I'm gonna go to a fucking convenience store after this and Sir. buy a lottery ticket. That it doesn't work like that. You're uh, Hugo from uh, Lost. It it doesn't it doesn't work like that. You know, it's often minuscule things that I don't give much thought to, but then there's times when I have like a scary thought, okay. and, I'll, and I'll think, oh, if I think about it enough. It's just like me being compulsive. Sure. You know, that's also what the empty man's about. Like, are we able to manifest our thoughts if we put that much power into them? And it kind of blew me away because I've talked about this with other people. And I feel like most people were just like, yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck you're talking about. Get away from me. Kind of like what you just did to me. But then it was crazy to see a whole entire fucking film about this thought that I've had forever. I don't think it's crazy. I, so. I don't want to get too deep. What I'm thinking is what you're describing to me, the way you're describing it, sounds to me more like anxiety. That's yeah, what it, it sounds like uh, to me. Yeah, Because usually it's the negative thought, the overwhelming negative right. thoughts. And then, yeah. So to me, that's what I hear. When, so no, I don't think that's crazy at all. It sounds like anxiety to me. That's mm. what it sounds like. And is this film kind of about that? The film is about being able to manifest something just by okay. thinking enough about it. And did we like The Empty Man? I haven't seen it. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I, I I was not for lack of a better phrase. Uh, no, it it was just it was it's really long. It's really big. It's really contemplative. Uh, however, the first twenty minutes of the Empty Man is like the most fire ass thing. In the world, okay, like it's I would, like the opening of Darkness Falls. I would tell you to watch just the first twenty minutes of Empty Man. See right? that, like, if you don't want to commit to the whole film, yeah, just watch the it, watch until the title card comes on and then turn off. If they could have somehow turned the first twenty minutes into just like an eighty-eight minute movie, Empty Man would have been the most fire shit in the world. Is it scary? It's yes. Okay, it's nuts. It's it's uh. I would, well, no, I, I would. I was just gonna say I would liken it to Prometheus. Okay, that's all. Um, so yeah. If you know, you, The Empty Man, Prometheus, you know. I'm, I bet you if you watch it, you might get similar vibes. Sure. Uh, so The Empty Man was a bit too big and contemplative for me, and I need things wrapped up in a tiny, neat little bow. Um, so no, I didn't. It's funny. I, I, didn't, I didn't like Empty Man, but it, it it blew me away that the film was about something that. You understood. I thought that only I thought about. Sure. And that's. The empty man. You know, kind of like you said, there's like this buzz. Like the the, the person I can really point to is Elric Kane on, on uh, now what is it? It's fucking Colors all of the, the Dark. All the Colors of the Dark. Yeah. On their podcast, he he talked about how he loved it and how it blew him away because he assumed it was some like piece of crap. Like and, the and, Bye Bye Man. Exactly. And he ended up watching it and he was like, oh shit, this is like a cool, con- like you said, contemplative, um, scary movie that kind of got dumped by fox so i know that and i want to see it. i just i haven't i heard it was two and a half hours or two hours and 20 minutes i was like yeah no what's wild is like something of this grandeur like somebody put that together yeah like i, I to wonder ass- what the story behind it is i assume the man who made it uh and i guess he was like one of david fincher's confidants something like he's worked for them like if if you go to his, like, uh, filmography on IMDb. Is he David Fincher's cinematographer? A bunch of it is, like, uh, shit that David Fincher has made. Anyways, um, it's why, like, I assume, like, that was his vision. Right. Like, I assume everything he wanted this film to be is is in the film. And you didn't like it. I did not like it. Because, like, again, I just need some titties. And things to be wrapped up in a bow. And Alicia Condisha. How about this? Things don't have to be 100% neat. But I like it. But you it. certainly would like okay, it. Okay, so uh, I just showed my um, mom Candyman a couple nights ago. I heard you looking for the Candyman, and how come you don't ever put the bitch on afterwards? I feel like you ain't ever. Put I the don't bitch always on have to. You you need to. Well, I, I kind of wanted you to do it to be honest. Oh, okay. And uh, and what I'm getting at is like I could tell. And so like I'm I'm watching it through my mom's eyes because this is the first time mm-hmm. she has as seen a new viewer. It. Right. Exactly. And I could tell that she was like what the fuck is this? You know, uh, I, cause you know, the film gets dreamy. Yes. After the real candy man and is, sexual after the real candy man is, you know, arrested. Yeah. Um, and that almost kind of ruined is way too strong of a word, but like ruined it for me because I could tell that she was like, what is this? So it made me think like, what is this? know what i mean like because it, it's not wrapped up sure and so that made me think like you know i want my shit wrapped up sometimes if you know what i'm talking about and i think you do and with that <laughs> is, I got, it, go ahead i got one more we we had one more we were going to rattle Okay, well, let's rattle. Just let's forever, rattle. forever purge. Our our last episode was... You know was what, so- da, I want to love the purge. I want to love the whole fucking franchise. I do. And let me tell you why. That's a terrifying fucking idea, Dot. Yeah. The purge is such a terrifying idea. But at the scale and level that they made them, they're just like, there's a couple of them that are like, quote unquote, good, but not really. And then there's ones that are pretty bad. And this is definitely the worst one. The worst one. Oh, for sure. Because what else is there? First Purge and then kind of that trilogy, right? Purge, Purge Anarchy, Purge Election Year. Mm-hmm. Then it's First Purge and this. And I think Anarchy and Election Year, while I don't think will work going forward, the, for the time that the films came out, they were pretty interesting, like fun social commentaries that that really, you know, when I say social commentary, I mean that on like the most basic of level. But it was kind of cool back then at the like at the time those made sense and you know you know election year has you know frank grillo protecting this this woman presidential candidate and it's like oh yeah okay so like at that time it was the election right you don't feel the forever purge is timely no i i just think it it it's social commentary ran out it it is now like i actually saw forever purge is like almost like if we want these to be like sort of fable type storytelling mm-hmm. where they're not actually legitimate, like it's too on its sleeve. Mm. Like we get it. Like we, they're immigrants, right? This is Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Texas has people that are against immigrants. Like, I'm not saying all, but you, you know, right. It, I- we, like it's so, uh, Frank about what it's trying to do that. I feel like it was, it, and, and I, I, I'm afraid to say this in a way because I don't mean that. Right. But I almost agree with some of what the movies, I probably agree with it. Right. Of course. You know, if you guys know who I am, I probably agree with it. Having said that, I just, it's just so, it's almost like storytelling, like out of a fucking kid's book. Like they're really dumb. Okay. They're really fucking like this one was really fucking dumb. Uh, even though it was trying to be all about all these bigger themes, it was just dumb. Uh, I a co-worker told me thought told me that they thought the film was racist. Oh, okay. And and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that it wears its themes yeah. on its sleeve. But then I also kind of feel like there's people that may not be able to They're not comp- picking up. Like it's it was still in your face and she still like misread it. Right. Does I, that make sense? Totally. I feel like there were a lot of people i knew that watched those early purge films even into election year that were um i would let's just say opposite politically from the message of the movie and they loved those movies mm. and it always blew my mind because i never i don't care about the purge films and at all like i feel like the 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 concept to me ran out with just that second movie like anarchy it's all we wanted at the scale they can make them they're kind of small that was big enough running around on the street in the purge night, okay? That was really it. To me, like, it ended that, that movie. But those movies, a lot of people watch, and I know people that are, like I said, probably different politically than the message of the movie, and they all liked them. So in a way, it's like, a, it's kind of cool, but to me, like, I just feel like it was too heavy-handed in this film, in Forever Purge. Uh, I'm not gonna disagree with you. Uh, uh, like, like, like that single-shot stuff. Were you into any of that? Yeah, I was. I mean, there was some cool shit in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I feel like these movies are now just purely based on, like, whatever purge mask they can sell for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, it's like it all – that's what I'm saying by, like, it all ended with anarchy when they had that, like, light-up mask, Mm -hmm. that neon mask in anarchy. And then in election year, it was the uh, Statue of Liberty mask. Mm -hmm. It was a neon Statue of Liberty mask. And this is getting real deep, but into the purge. And if, but if you're, if you're a horror fan, you know what I'm talking about. I feel like that to me, that was like, that was it. The purge was just based around like optics and sort of parable storytelling about politics that I mostly agree with. And I just was like, I'm just kind of over it. Mm. I don't know. Like, I feel like if you made a new purge, you should do it like fucking legit. Like you should make a real movie. Like. Just like like I I, I don't know, and it may be more expensive. I think the best one out of all the Purge is the first movie. Oh, my favorite is not the first movie, but the first Purge. Yeah, I didn't really care about first Purge. Mm. I like how uh, each one has a different like minority. Yeah, each one has a different like
1: um, uh, like
0: what if the Purge plus another genre? Yeah, you know like what if the Purge and black exploitation. What if The Purge and Escape from New York? You know, I like yeah. how I'll keep watching the fucking Purges do they keep coming. How about that? Even though we're sitting here and both saying that they're not the greatest things ever, they want to keep turning them out oh, I'm going to keep tuning in. I just think like The Purge had a more horror concept when it originally Early started on. Yes. And now they're they're stupid action movies with like Scary masks. Political storytelling and scary masks. Yeah. Okay. And so for me, I feel like they're not really horror movies anymore. It's just like, a scary idea. Yeah. But like even even in like those first two after the first one, they had like really fucked up like moments where they would capture the people and take them into these like it was like torture and like they'd have like rich people paying to like remember that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember these movies that well, but you know, and it was kind of more like it was almost like hostile on Purge Night. And now it's just like people running in the street and driving in a truck. Mm-hmm. Like that was the forever purge. Okay. Like I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't know. I feel like they're not horror movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that that's forever purge. Yeah, That was disappointing. That whole conversation. Because that that I want to like them, but I don't care about them. Yeah. I don't even own a single purge movie. Me neither. But if, if, but if the forever purge comes in like a box set of the other four films, I'll pick I would it up. buy a box set. I'll pick it up. I'm a sucker for box sets. I'll pick it up. How stoked are we on those Halloween 4Ks? Uh, I know you are very excited. You dog doesn't have a 4K TV. Okay, you know what, Da? Uh, uh, usually, you ask me how's it going, and I usually tell you a fucking. You know, I tell you about. I how feel these... like I did ask you. I I, well, I right away jumped into Resident Evil. Oh, that's right. And so, Paul W. S. Anderson's Resident Evil. Yeah. So uh, you know, and and when I got over here, I'm in your new apartment for the first time. You've got all these pretty-ass uh, prints up. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's a new, modern-looking apartment. And I asked Kiki, I said, uh, you're putting holes in these walls? And you're like, yeah, fuck it. They, they charge you for it when you leave the apartment, but it's not a big deal. You know, I want to put up this shit. And then we start talking about structural damage. Do you remember this? No structural damage. Oh yeah. yeah! You're you're talking about. He's talking about how he's got this pretty. Is it seventy five inch? Yeah, seventy five. He, he's got this pretty ass seventy five inch four K TV. Sony. Make sure we don't forget the brand. Make nope. Sure, we sure can't you, leave that up. Make sure you include the logo. And but but Keegan says no. I would never hang a TV because you know you got to put these big fucking holes. Oh, you mi- you missed in so- the wall to hang a TV. Okay. Right. And the reason, I'm getting somewhere with this. I know why you're bringing this up because you're, of because your house. Yes. Right. When I said that, I just mean I'm, it's going to damage. That's too, that's too much damage to the wall for an apartment. Okay. But you're not. It's not structural damage. I mean, there's fucking studs in the wall that you hang it on. Right. But but I want to talk about structural damage. Did something happen to your house? Yeah. Well, so, I feel like you need to bulldoze it and build a new one. Yeah. I mean, that's that would probably be the reasonable thing yeah okay so uh a few weeks ago right tell me about your structural damage eric a few weeks ago it's like clear skies right uh i have to work till about five or so and all of a sudden the sky starts getting real dark you know i'm thinking am i gonna make it back to the office in time before this rain starts you know uh i do and it's just like it's hard oh uh, we've been in like like so fucking rain i mean we're kind of getting off on other shit so i apologize but so we live in new mexico right and we've been getting hammered yes hammered every night drinking alcohol no i'm just kidding we've been getting fucking hammered with storms and it's funny because everybody around here is like oh yeah it's monsoon season and that pisses me off because monsoon season around here is like Torrential downpour, maybe one or two. Hmm. This, this is not that. It right. has been fucking crazy, right? Especially for like it was almost a month and a half to two months straight. Like our humidity level here is like I looked the other day when I woke up, ninety nine percent humidity. Yeah. Now wherever you guys are from, maybe it's humid there. Here it's dry as fuck and hot as fuck. Mm. It's fucking. It was the end of July and it was it was a high of eighty eight. Yeah. I've never in my life. I've never seen highs of 88 in July. Right. It should be 108. Right. But there's so much oh. fucking rain. When I was skating yesterday, Dad, there was a breeze. There was a cool breeze. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. The other day I was working and this this horrible this torrential downpour happened out in the field and it was 68 degrees. Jeez. And, and it's August. Right. We live just so you guys know cuz you're from other places maybe. We live in the desert. Right. And it's supposed to be 108. So something is very wrong. Right.
1: Right. Go so Go ahead. go back
0: to this big storm, right? Not to, not to alarm anybody. Yeah. So this huge storm, right? We get this huge storm. And, uh, you know, I come home from work. I, I don't give a fuck about the big storm because I'm already finished with work, right? My neighbors are outside waiting for me. And their fucking carport has flew onto the roof oh
1: my of God. my
0: fucking house. They're They're whole Look at, <laughs> Look at this.
1: <laughs> Look at this.
0: Look at this. Holy shit. So fuck your roof up. It not only fucked my roof up; it made a hole in the toy room. That's right next to my Terminator toys, and we can't spare those. So, so what? uh, I'm assuming they have insurance, but how does that work? They won't pay it because uh, uh, because it was a storm, because it was a quote unquote act of God. So I've had which which is funny for other reasons. So, and and my brother doesn't have uh, right. Right. I live in my brother's house. Yes doesn't have uh house insurance at all Homeowners, it's called homeowner's insurance. homeowner's insurance so okay so this was the week i'm just getting off course here now, but i'm go with it okay this was the week the halo infinite flight dropped right and so you can play bots so this was supposed to run from thursday evening from monday uh morning okay doesn't work Thursday night, I guess, because so many people are trying to get in. or Who knows what no, the fuck? because it's Halo, and Halo never works when it comes out anymore. Okay. And then, you know, I work. Uh, I me, feel really bad. For, what are you going to do? Well, I'm getting there. No, but I need to know right now. I'm getting there. And, and you know, Mondays, I work. So, really, I just ha- and, you know, I work Friday and Saturday as well. So, really, the only time I have to play this this – the Infinite Flight – Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday and Saturday right. after work, and Sunday, you know. And this is the only thing I fucking care about. This is the only thing I want to do, right? Right. So, so I'm able to do it. We, right. We live a very simple life. We, we watch do. horror movies. We put. I play Fortnite, and yeah. you going to make fun. That's a, I play a stupid game. I wish. I wish you played something else that we could play together. But we don't like. I feel like what the fuck would we play together? Infinite when it comes out. Well, we're, we're gonna, gonna play Infinite, Infinite together. together, okay? And you're gonna be like, ah, it, 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 you guys play too hard. I want to have fun, and we're gonna be fucking. Transport. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, a few of people out there will get it. Okay, so will Hilo jump? Go ahead. Okay, so it's Sunday night, and I'm just like, all right, this is my last night with the Infinite and an fire. Act of God. Right. This is all I care yes. about. This is all I'm going to do. I'm on the couch, off. Did my- this make you finally believe in God? Uh, no, no. This did- no no. no. <laughs> I was going to say no. This didn't make me okay, believe in God. Okay, so so. I'm just on the couch, Don. I'm like, I got to get as much as this in as I can. Are you in your boxers? No. Damn it. I'm, you know, so I'm, so I'm just getting down, Don. It's, it's I'm a couple hours in, right? Is this the night that they, they turned on actual matchmaking? And then this is the night they yes, turn on yeah. actual. And, and you know what? They don't say anything. All of a sudden, there's just legit PVP Slayer. Yes. Right? So I'm like, holy fuck. Like, did I? was I just missing this? You know, like, I'm like tripping that all of a sudden it's an option to pick, you know? So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm like, I'm like all nervous. E-Dog lives his life vicariously. So I'm just all like nervous and I'm having fun because, you know, I've just been playing bots for the last two days, you know? And I'm just like, damn, this is the best night ever, right? But then all of a sudden I hear this constant drip duh. Oh, shit, dog. Constant drip duh. Now the motherfuckers have put up a tarp for me. I go into the toy room, da, and it's raining. And it's just leaking in the closet of the spare fucking bedroom, da. Just raining, just. And that's what I'm hearing, da, just a drip. What I'm getting at is I'm trying to just enjoy the last remaining night of the flight. And I can't because there's literally rain in the fucking toy bedroom. Now, earlier in the week, I had gone to... Walmart, and I bought 11 boxes labeled large so I could store my toys in them until I get this shit fixed. Okay. And that wasn't even enough. I have toys still out yep. that I couldn't even get. So I you know, I just moved into my box. And I've got all these goddamn movies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I needed, bro, movies are little. <laughs> I think I needed like 10 boxes. And it's fucking, so toys, bro, I did, I've, I'm done with pops. Good. Be done with pops. I'm done with toys. I'm done with, I just want movies and that's it. You know what? I've, I've always joked if my house was robbed or caught fire, you know, knock on wood. Hello. Come in. That, uh, has got. That's an act of God. I would give up collecting toys. And I don't know if this is, if this is neither of those things, but I don't know if this is like a sign. Well, so what I have From really- who <laughs> I don't know uh, Alicia from, Kandisha. From from me thinking that yeah. that I put that thought into the universe. Let, How about that? Let, let me add this to that real quick. Okay. And this is just about like horror collecting in general. every, every time I have to move, I'm closer and closer to thinking I don't want to own anything no. ever again. No, not just movies. Anything. I'm with you. And so every time I move you know, I I I buy, I buy these steelbooks and these box sets. You know, some of these steelbooks are 40-50 dollars, or box sets almost 4K. When you have to move it, it becomes an object. Like a like it's not the movie, it's a fucking another piece of thing you got to put in your them. way. It's garbage. Right. Now, and here's the thing, Doc. Don't take that Of course I love them, and I'm I still buy, I love movies. I want to buy them all. But the problem is like when you're moving it, you really start to think, you're like, oh yeah, why the fuck do I have all this? Now, I hope everyone hears that to know, I have like 18 Steelbooks pre-ordered. I'm buying the fucking five Halloween 4K movies. It's just, when you move it, you're like, what am I doing with my life? And? And Eric had an act of God, and it's pissing. God? Oh, I, I don't know, maybe this is too graphic, Never mind. I was just gonna uh, The say- act of God, uh, your, your, your passion's being pissed on Eric. And and you know I had to make sure to pre-order a physical copy of that new Aliens game. A physical copy of a fucking Aliens game. Yeah, so that there, is crazy, okay, Eric. So, uh, some roofers are supposed to come this Wednesday. So hopefully by Good. the time you guys hear this, but you know what's crazy? How expensive that was is that going to be? That was back in July that this happened. Yeah. And these motherfuckers have just been giving Edog the runaround. Oh, it's Carlsbad. That's what we do. So hopefully it actually happens. How uh, much is it going to be? Uh, six hundred dollars. Oh, that's it. Which so they're just going to repair the wood, yeah. and the shingles. Good. And like in my head, I was like, "Fuck, I'm dropping like five to ten grand." That bro, that's what. And just so, when he, so you know, when I asked, I, when you six hundred is a penny to what I, I that, thought it was no, going to be like when five he told grand. Six hundred dollars. I was like, I was like, well, when do you start? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but then, that, but that's just the exterior. No, I still got to get the interior fix. yeah but, but if you can just if fixing, you can keep the water out who gives a fuck hopefully that's just you know replacing sheetrock i don't know i don't i don't know fucking how construction works right we're not okay i just barely started reading books yeah i still don't know how to read books so that that should have been at the start of the podcast yeah. but i just wanted to talk about how it's just been literally raining inside of my house and you know I hate to keep going on this, but when when things like that happen, I would have never thought my neighbor's carport would have just blown up on top of my rooftop. But you know what? That's why you have savings for emergencies, and you were ready. Dot. So I good. I, I don't want to spend. <laughs> no, you know, but you, know, what, you, know what's you funny? You live in a home that that I mean. You want me to get into it? I mean, you're are no, you saving a lot of it. money. So no, no six hundred dollars right. is free. And you know, and when I told my brother about it, I was like, I'm one hundred percent responsible. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent gonna get this fixed and paid for now if it was fucking 20 grand you might have had to talk to your brother and figure it out but 600 bucks yeah fuck it dog oh bring on another carport um (laughs) another active god what's what you know what what pissed me off was i saw him setting up like another like yes rinky one and i was like you motherfucker you better i didn't say anything at all i was like you better make sure that shit is secured Your that fucking shit is anchored all right so well, no, that stresses me out. Dude. Oh, and so, anyways, I have out. eleven boxes of toys, oh, God, literally piled God. on I, I top of each other it. in my room right now. And then I'm, I'm never buying another pop again. I'm thinking, like, do I buy a, a, a storage or do I rent a storage unit? But then that's like ninety bucks every month. I know you're going to say this is a slippery slope, but I don't want to imply I'm not going to have a few collectibles, like one to two things that I really like. Like when I go to Disney, I'm going to buy a fucking. T-shirt. Lightsaber. Okay. I might buy one and that's, I'm not going to buy fucking 20 pops and fucking, I don't know, duh. Like I've got a box in my closet and it has Xbox 360 games in it. Like why the fuck do I have those? I've kind of, you know, sometimes I think about the Xbox 360 games I owned and then sold the Hastings and I'm like, damn it, why did I get rid of that? But maybe it's a good thing. Well, you might have bought something else with it. Da, there's just so much bullshit in my house. It's amazing how much shit I've crammed into that itty bitty tiny house. Well, what's funny is I just moved and I crammed, I mean, I had, that's why I'm going on about in the way I am. I just moved and I had so much fucking, like, you want to know what not to get into? You're going to laugh and say, I'm not going to. Of course you're not. It's a joke. Don't get into sports stuff. Mm. Just don't then you'll it's more shit more shit you have to fucking have um yes i mean i guess you say that about any hobby right well that's what i'm saying uh, my, eric that's a joke like any don't add any more hobbies because you're gonna it's more shit you have to fucking buy i know i need uh, now i'm thinking about getting into movie novelizations um you oh know god and then my, having a bunch of books you know what that sounds really cool though like I would, i would Ugh. get a shelf next to my movies so it's like look i got the book I'm not talking about books that were made into films. I'm talking about books Novelizations. that were written. Right. Yeah. Um, but but the idea of buying a bunch of books and putting and
1: them you on. you got to sh- read them. Oh, God. Fuck. Couldn't you just watch really, the movie,
0: Eric? Really, I only read when I'm on the pot, too. So, I mean, I guess I get a lot of reading. I was going to say, you must be reading quite a bit, yeah. especially when you're leaving. Did you read when you left the Green Knight? Did I leave when I Did you read? So, oh, you left the Green Knight. Did you oh, read? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of watching David Lowery's A24 I was, I was epic a shit. and reading the novelization for Halloween 2018 Halloween. Yeah, so anyways, my most my most recent uh paycheck included back pay. I don't know what from, but it was tight to see. You have no idea what. But it was super tight to see my check was like $700 more than it normally is, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm just going to blow this on some bullshit." But then I was like, "Oh, yeah, the roof." <laughs> just you should go back to working at Subway, dog. I probably should, no. Fuck it. I think you got a good thing going with the U.S. Reserve. Yeah. Okay, I got one more film. Yeah, let's hear it, and then we're going to do Terror Tunes. then we're going to rank these goddamn movies. Okay, okay. This is a film. We hope you've enjoyed this bullshit episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay, so. We love you. I only have one film left About uh, from what I've been watching. What is it? Is it Alicia Kandisha? It is Alicia Kandisha. Uh It's a film I never heard of until Scream Factory put it out last Tuesday on Blu-ray, It is John McNaughton's The Borrower. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but I've seen a lot of talk online. I've never heard of this fucking film, I tell you, until this came out. John McNaughton is the guy who directed uh, one of E-Dog's favorites, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh, okay. The Borrower is about an alien serial killer. And for his punishment, he has been de-evolved. He has been turned human. And he's going to be exiled onto the savage planet known as Earth. So, uh, and he looks like a human. So he gets dropped off on Earth where his head promptly explodes. Okay. And the film does not explain a lot of this. I was making assumptions left and right as to why, <laughs> what character motivations are. So once he's on Earth, he needs a head. And so he starts killing people, decapitating them, so he can have his own head. Uh, and I I mean, it sounds good. Fortunately, the movie lives up just about to this wacky ass premise I am describing. Uh, one of the, my, the great things about the borrower is its depiction of Los Angeles is this kind of gross, dirty. Yeah, exactly. There's a part where he's sleeping with homeless people, right? Uh, like sleeping with them or sleeping next to them, like taking a nap. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, and I, obviously that's one of my favorite things in film, whether it's basket case, right. New York, you love the New York, uh, 42nd street type vibe or Compton in, in black Jesus. I love a dirty yeah. depiction of an environment. Um, and it stars Tom towels who I have on my shirt right now. Yes. Who is, uh, Mr. Cooper and the night of the living dead, uh, remake. If you're just like looking for bullshit, man. And you got $25 to spare, buy that fucking Screen Factory Blue because this movie is a hoot. And then this is where you say, ultimately, I didn't really like it. No, no, I enjoyed <laughs> The Borrower. Cool. No, that's I, awesome. That's am glad been, I – It's been uh, – a lot of people have been posting about it. And I've heard that name, but I know nothing about it. So what what What's awesome is like – there's just like this bullshit movie. Yeah. That like I've never seen. Yep. I've never heard. And then Scream Factory is just gonna put it out on blue, and then it's like this like wackiness that's awesome. It, and, like that's so It reminds cool. me when you talked about those uh Blue Underground movies. Uh what's the one where the guys uh in the 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 rivers of Venice or whatever? Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Like I remember when you told me about that, and you're like, it's just something I never knew anything about and you yeah. loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a real treat sometimes, though. But then sometimes you <laughs> get uh you know. It's a real treat sometimes, duh. You know, you get like Return of the Living Dead 2s. And it's like, why, why is this $35? This movie sucks dick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot worse movies than Return of the Living Dead 2. <laughs> well, that's a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Duff, no, that's all I got. I was supposed to watch my, my uh, Blu-ray of The Wraith. Okay, and I just got that Vampire Sundown movie or whatever. Damn, they put out some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I know, but they're twelve bucks, like we talked yeah. about. Uh, what's the next one? The next uh, one's like legit. Uh, uh, it's seventeen bucks. I can't remember. I'll pick those up, dog, if I see them at Walmart. You know, and I often do, Eric. Like I saw the Eric rate there. is a guy that shops at Walmart. Yeah, and as as Keegan scrolls through his Amazon, I app. can't remember, but I've got the fucking Scream four K Steelbook pre ordered. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've got not those from, not from shout you're ordering just from Amazon the Halloween. Don't, yeah. Uh, don't you need those bullshit lithographs? I hate posters, doc. And, and the vinyls that's coming with it. Duh. Don't you need records? I hate, uh, fucking posters. Me too. Like if you look at these walls, they could talk. No, I, uh, there's, I, there's four sides to every story duh. If these walls could talk. They'd probably still ignore me. I have plenty of fucking goddamn posters, uh, so here's what happened. Uh, what's it called? Scream Factory put them up for like 30 bucks, And Amazon, they all dropped all the Halloween 4Ks, dropped to fucking 27 2799. Okay. And so I ordered them all at that price. So it's the cheapest I could possibly get them. Here's the thing. When you're buying these goddamn movies over and over and over and over and over again. You don't want to keep paying $35. I want to pay as little as I can, but I still want them. So I'm not fucking, Oh, here's this lithograph with the fucking art. I got enough prints. I got enough fucking posters and I definitely don't want records. I mean, shout out to people that like records, but I don't want records with all that being said, Eric, Mm -hmm. as we trail before our final topic, is it time for Eric Coffin's terror Eric Coffin's terror tunes. fuck you. E dog, fuck you. Fuck you. E dog, fuck you. Okay. Normally I write out my coffin tunes. But this time, I have an artist. You, you figured. Uh, fuck it. I, you know, I have an, an artist and a song, and I figure, you know, I just do a little bit of rambling. But I'm going to hold up my, my my piece of paper like I am reading something, because it kind of makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Well, you look like uh, one of those news guys on the uh, Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Okay, in all instances, the reports have been made clear that it is the, the brain is coming back to eat the living. Um, no, I was gonna t- I'm was going to talk about Shadow Windhawk. And you've talked about them before. I'm so glad you remember, Da. well, I have to go download the song and put it in the podcast. Yes. And it was for the Halloween episode. Yes. It was for their song, Halloween 1968, which if any of you sought out, listen to watch the music video. Um, a part of that music video was actually like shot on location from like Halloween five. Hmm. So, so, there's a location in Halloween five that they actually shot the video. in. Okay. Or, uh, which is kind of neat. God uh, damn you, Michael. That's four, but uh shadow Windhawk, whose real name is Noah Bailey, uh, is from, uh, Salt Lake city, Utah, but now resides in, uh, New York city. Um, he, you know, I say this a lot. He's one of my favorite current horror punk artists i'm pretty sure everybody you talk about on here is one of your current but i want to i want to clarify that there's plenty of horror punk out there that i listen to and think eh, okay so there's a few guys out there that aren't making the cut i'm not jerking everybody off okay okay well in music you're not yeah yeah okay that was my implication bitch well but i'm implying that you are doing that just not with your music list okay so shadow winhawk noah bailey right The full name is shadow winhawk and the morticians um, he's put out three full length albums, three full length albums, and uh, he refers to them as the Funeral Trilogy. Uh, the first one was Casket Spray, the second one was Cremation Garden, and the third one was The Funeral Cortege in 2018. Now, we had just lost George Romero the year previously, July 16th, 2017. So, on The Funeral Cortege, uh, he has an ode, uh, a song about the late, great, unforgettable George Romero called 14 mile tombstone. And I thought it was perfectly appropriate to play now. So uh, where is Shadow Windhawk now these days? Well, before I tell you that, uh, I met him. And this one, it's a screamer. I, I actually met him for a brief instant, instance in uh, 2017. Was this when you got on stage with the Jasons? Uh, no, that was a different horror punk show. Okay. Okay, you know, I mean, what El Pasoans don't know is like, it's the mecca. E-, e-, e Dog is like king of horror punk, dawg. Just every time I go, I'm just bullshitting. I know. <laughs> <Cut> <laughs> really? That out. No, I thought, I out, thought you please. were dead serious, yeah, dawg. Okay. No, what's, what's funny is so uh, I've never seen Shadow Windhawk. They, they don't know that they're in the presence of, of a legend. Of Everett Coffins. Of a legend. Right, exactly. Uh, when, I, when I watched, when I saw Shadow Windhawk, he was playing guitar for Argyle Goolsby. Right. I've, I've never actually seen Shadow Windhawk play. Shadow Windhawk, right? Okay. All right. Here's a dumb fucking story about this show. It was Argyle Goolsby and the Stellar Corpses. And at the time, I didn't know who the Stellar Corpses were, which, of course, Stellar Corpses is one of my favorites. Okay. But here's what's funny. The Crypt Keeper 5 had just put out an album. So I picked up that Crypt Keeper 5 album thinking that I was going to be seeing them when I got to the show. It was the stellar corpses, so it was just a fucking bummer that I was at this show. They were there, and I didn't even fucking watch them where'd you Where'd you go? I was looking for Argyle to try to get a pick oh that's right so here's what's funny. I'm waiting around the the merch is just outside. it was a super small bar, and what's funny is like that merch table was left attended ninety percent of the night one hundred percent. oh I remember this story, which is wild that. I mean, there was probably also like twelve people, <laughs> and nobody wants any of that merch <laughs> uh, at this show, you know. Um, but what? Uh, and and also for Argyle at the time, Emilio Menzi was playing bass, and he was getting down. We singing, and he gave me his pick. Oh yeah, I remember that yeah. uh, uh, after this show. Oh, during their set actually. So, anyways, I'm waiting around for him. Nobody's at this fucking merch table. I don't know where he's fucking disappeared to. But who's all of a sudden just hanging out by himself? Argyle Ghoulsby. Shadow Winhawk. Oh, my bad. Shadow Windhawk. So I go out there and I'm like, hey, man. You know, and he's got all... Like, I'm Eric Coffins. You should know me. No, I'm kidding. So, you know, he's got his merch and shit, you know, and it's, it's primarily Argyle and Sterile Corpses shit. And on like the insy bincy, tiny side of the table in the small, itty-bitty corner, there's Shadow Windhawk merch. And I'm like, hey, how much for one of your pins? And he's like, Oh, my pins? Like he was surprised that you knew who he That was. I knew who he was. And so, anyways, got to pick with Mr. Windhawk. Where is he now?
1: You I, might ask.
0: I, you know, I already proposed that earlier. He's now playing guitar in Emilio Minzi's excellent new horror punk band, Dark Ride. So be sure to check those guys out as well. Dark Ride's a good idea for a name. So that is. Eric Coffins territories you do it Eric, Eric. on. fuck you E. I I just dog. hope your fuck neighbor it. heard that dog Yeah well they definitely did yeah. <laughs> I like as you look over your shoulder <laughs> yeah. there's uh, a gun behind my yeah. I get shot in the back of the head execution style for making any yeah, and I'm like my Thank god I don't have to do this pod no more <laughs> And with that being said is it finally time to rank the Romero of the dead films Yes they are hit it <laughs> Okay, so we're here to talk uh, Mr. George Romero, godfather of zombies. Legend. uh, A man uh, who was ahead of his time and somehow didn't always hit it out of the park with his other films. But we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss uh, what he's most known for, right? Yes, the let's just call it the Night of the Living Dead series saga. Right. Okay, and uh, this would start in uh, 1968 with said film. He would go on to Right and direct six of them. right seven of them. Yes. So let's just jump right into it, Dah. You want to just jump in? What else is there to do? Okay. You want me to go first? I want you to go first. So there. Okay. Okay. Don't forget. So we're also including Night of the Living Dead, nineteen ninety, in this list. Right. And that was Eric's request. And uh, we obviously know that's not directed by Romero, but uh, Eric likes to throw it in there, right? I like how how you would you guys put curve it? balls? I like to give you. H.J.'s and (laughs) Z.J.'s. And, you know, just whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, to keep you guys on your toes. So hit up Eric for some of that. Okay, so. So uh, we have seven films. Right. Which there's actually only six Romero directed films. Oh, wait, time out. You're not including uh, Empire of the Dead? No. The Living Dead? You're not including any of his literary works? Oh, God. I don't know how to read. Oh, okay, good. Because I didn't include any of his literary works either. So number seven is obviously Night of Living Dead 1990. Just kidding. You're kidding! It's a joke, Dad. Okay. It's a good joke. Okay, on done. the count of three. Let's say <laughs> what our the worst one is. Yeah. One, two, three. Survival, Survival of the dead. dead. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I rewatched this film, dog Me too. And it's so I rewatched four films it's for this. You dog watched them all. It's still not a good movie, but I feel like there's glimpses. Yeah, <laughs> I of, agree. Of something good there. I agree. Okay, so Survival of the Dead takes place. Would you say it's a continuation of Diary? Diary? Yeah. I have a hard time reconciling diary yeah, because it's a found footage film um, and it's supposed to be the night the zombies first come back. Yeah. So the reason I have a hard time reconciling that is, is but- it supposed to be the night? Like, is ben and are Ben and Barbara in a house right now while that's going on? Or is he retconning those events? Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time trying to understand it as well. I figured he just sort of... That was the angle he was telling me. Was story. rebooting. I don't want to say rebooting because that implies it erases, but just making a new film in the found footage genre that was a Romero movie of the dead, but not necessarily like in universe or like. You know, cause even even like I kind of feel like he's been doing this for a while though. Like I kind of feel like Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead don't exactly, yes, there's like um, references, but I don't think they really exist on the same planet, even though I'm, I think he's saying they do, but film making wise. And cause even day of the dead, day of the dead and dawn of the dead are the closest. Like they're the closest in spirit, but then even land of the dead, you know, I'm not sure what happens in land of the dead. could have actually like in the world of dawn and day, they're not building like this super uh, building where everyone lives in and Land of the Dead. Like, so I don't really think that exists. I think he's been doing this for a while and just no one's noticed that uh, it's not really in the universe. Okay, let me throw you a curveball. Sure. Okay. Uh, let's not let's like not comparing like how they look or anything yeah. like that because I feel like each one has a different yeah look to it. You know, there's no cohesion there. But one thing that there is is how the zombies keep progressing. Yeah. So there's a tie there. No, for sure. But I think, you a know, link. I think we want them to be more connected than they are. And watching them, at, like, with with not – I just don't think they're that connected, and then, to be honest. And then, so the fact that he made a modern one right. – Because, I mean, they have cell phones and shit. Right. Right, and a camera and all that. So, like, right. it's obviously not –
1: 1968,
0: Right. And I get what you're saying, which is, okay, but is that happening in this time? I just don't think it's that complicated, to be honest. Okay, that's fair. But I'm going to throw out one more example. Sure. Uh, You know, in in Land is like the peak of the zombie's intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go do Diary, where this is supposed to be night one. But then in Survival, we're getting more progressiveness yeah stuff from land basically is in survival right and, and day of the dead okay but we're talking survival now yeah right? we've we've deemed that this is the least of mr romero i guess i'm work. i'm starting this conversation off with i don't think they're as connected as we like to think they are and i think that romero was this is just my like interpretation i think he was just nodding to those other movies like mm. easter eggs almost but I but even watching those first three, they're not really in spirit with each other like. Yeah, the 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 zombies, sure, but I just I just don't think that they exist like in the same I think he was just making zombie movies and trying to say things about society. For just at the time. I don't think they were sequels. Does that make sense? Yeah. But yeah. I don't but I'm saying I don't think they were like actual sequels to each other. Gotcha. I think they were just separate movies that he yes was referencing the old one, you know, but I don't think that he thought of them as sequels. I don't think they feel like sequels mm. except maybe dawn and day. And that's it. Um, so survival, having those elements, I just don't really feel like there's any timeline to anything is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Even though this does feel like a direct sequel to survival.
1: Uh,
0: it does. It, uh, even, to, to diary. And it, it even has a character from diary. Yes. He's a super minor character in Diary and now he's the 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 main character in Survival. Uh in Survival of the Dead, uh it is uh there's a island off the coast yeah. of Delaware, right? And uh there's a man advertising that it's like refuge from the zombies. Yeah. And so it turns out there's two feuding families there though. What uh, can you remember their names. The Hatfields and McCoys. I mean, that's I guess that's what he's getting at, but that's right. not what they're called. It's like uh the Bullshitters the and the bullshitters. Finnegan's and the Flanagan's. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, yeah. You're, you're so close, right? Exactly. I didn't care about it all, so sure. Okay. Yes. So, so uh, one family believes zombies just need to be uh, destroyed. Destroy the brain, kill them, burn them. Yeah. And the other family thinks... Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. The, the other family thinks that there could be a cure, so let's keep them alive. Let's keep them on a chain. Uh, there's one zombie and 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 you know, and they are showing some type of intelligence. Uh, there's a zombie that's a mailman, and he keeps put he's on a chain yeah, it's you and he keeps yeah and he keeps putting in mail into an, into a mailbox, taking it out yep, and putting it back in so uh, a group of soldiers they hear about this uh, island and they decide uh, to go seek it out, but then they get caught up in these two warring. Um, factions factions right well what what do you think Romero is telling us with this I mean I don't think his do you think films is- are all that hard to decipher okay like I don't know exactly what you said right like um kind of a nature versus like nature versus control hmm. right or um nature versus science in a way like Obviously, the whole superiority complex with humans, like we think we should, you know, kill or kill, mm-hmm. you know, to be the dominant force. And st- so the zombies, we have to kill them all versus let's make them work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It's just ultimately not fucking good at all. It's, it's, not, it's not a compelling argument to make. And I always kind of feel like... I feel like he got caught up in those two families. And if... I feel like that was unforgivable to me. Like when it was just a zombie movie about people trying to survive and get on the boat and go to the island. That's really good. I was involved. I, like, I was totally. In. Uh, yeah. So, th- so there's a scene when the soldiers yes. are trying to get uh, they're trying to get a boat. Yeah. There's but part of the family you learn that one of the families has initially been exiled. Yes. Uh, from um, from but this I think, island. I think he thinks that we're going to care a lot more about those like warring families than we do. You're you're not wrong. Like they're not very interesting. No, it's like a joke. It's like a History Channel. Like Hatfields and McCoy's. And and, and, you know, and you say a joke, and that's one of my biggest issues with survival is there's humor there. Yeah, that's just not good at all. And there's some use of some just really fucking awful CGI. Yeah. Yes. uh, The example is a man puts uh, a fire extinguisher. And a zombie's mouth. It causes his head to explode. But then just like the scalp, his hair falls onto the stump of his neck. And I'm like, God damn, this is so bad. But there is some really good gore. But this is like the problem with like horror as we go. Is like gore augmented with CGI. Like I just, it's just always a buzzkill When there's something that happens and it's like, oh, and then CGI. I'm like, huh. It I feel like it's forgivable in diary. I feel like it's forgivable in diary because it's so minimal. Yeah. Uh, there's a part where she uses the, uh, what, what's it called? A shock the heart. Yeah. Uh, defibrillator. Defibrillator. Well, def- yes. There's a part where she puts one up to a zombie's head and it's Isaac's explosion. Yeah. And it's such like tiny, like little like pus that comes out. That's fucking CGI doc. Yeah. But it's like fine because it's just so... Minimal, whereas in Survival, it's much more in-your-face bad-looking
1: It's CGI. just,
0: I just thought, I just, bro, I just didn't give a fuck about this movie. I tried. How I many tried, times have you seen it? Uh, Twice. That's it? Yeah, I've, I saw it like a million years ago when it came out. I didn't even remember what it was when I watched it. I watched it last night. Really? Yep. Just don't, don't care about okay. it. Okay. Okay, one more question, we'll move on from, from Survival. Yeah. Uh, why do you think the humor works in Dawn? but it's like so fucking terrible in survival. Hmm. You. I mean, we got like the pie throwing scene. No, yeah. Don had, in, yeah. Don, you know, and, and I don't, to me, it wasn't the comedy. It was just that I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about the old man warring with the other old man. I didn't care about the daughter. I didn't care. The, the closest thing I came to caring about a character was actually the, uh, the guys, the military guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause they're the ones we spend the most time with. So I'm, I think for me, I'm waiting to grasp out, to care about somebody. When I say mm-hmm. care, I just mean a character that, that we are rooting for You're investing in, investing in, like I was talking about with, um, uh, Kandisha and I just never grasped on anybody except for like one or two, of the military people. And then they're sort of discarded. And it just like, to me, I never, like, I just thought I was watching like almost a, um, I don't know. Like a not not a real story, I don't know how to explain Yo, e. Flynn's and there you go, and the Flannerys, <laughs> yeah, okay, you know yeah, I was just not into it at you all, know what? survival sucks, I'm just I'll just well say let it. me say this for being as low budget as I've thought I remembered it to be, mm-hmm. it is a directed movie, it is a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like horribly cheap, horribly directed. I don't think it's trash. I really don't. How did you watch it? Uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. You rented it? Uh, it was free on Prime. Oh, nice. I don't think... So, like, when I shit on it, I don't think it's a horrible movie. I just don't the think it's... The story's not there for you. It's not good. I just don't think it's good at all. But it it is a movie, which, I, which is, you might be thinking, why are you saying that? Well, around this era, there was a lot of shit that was bad, like, especially... I was thinking Dimension Extreme a little bit because of Diary, which is Dimension Extreme. Mm. This is like a real movie. I just didn't like it. Mm. Yeah, uh, it is the closest we'll ever get to a uh, zombie western. So yeah, it for that. I thought of that. I yeah. thought of that for you. Okay, so that was our number seven. Yeah, so let, let's go number six. I assume we can do number six together. Night as of a Living a, Dead, nineteen ninety. No, I'm just no Doc, quit saying that, doc. Uh But I'm I'm going Diary. Diary of the Dead. Yeah, you know what, Doc? I rewatched this last. Diary night. is good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. it's much Diary better. Diary is good. It's much better than I fucking remember. Totally it. agree. Uh, that's one thing I can say about rewatching all of these films is I feel like. Um, but w- let's also say we're kind of shills for the found footage format. Okay, so maybe that helps. But I, I really like Diary. I really like Diary too. It was much better than I for sure uh, remember it. I rewatched it what two years ago for our Dimension Extreme episode, mm-hmm. and I, I really like it. I do feel like it kind of falls apart when they get to the mansion. Yes. Uh, But Diary of the Dead is about a group of college students. They're making a horror film on the first night. The the dead uh, come back to life. And they decide that um, they all want to try to make it back home. They all live in various parts of Pennsylvania. Yes. And um, so they end up in an RV. They end up in an RV. And uh, they are seeing news reports. Um from all over the world where people are having encounters with zombies and they're learning that these news clips just aren't real. So our main character, Jason Creed, decides he wants to put out uh what they're actually seeing, what, what's what, really going what's on, what's actually happening. You know, they they want to give some truth to uh these zombie yes. uh, outbreaks. Journalism. Right? Journalism, right? Some journalism uh integrity. Yes. If you will, yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually really, really liked. Diary, except for the fact of not being able to uh, reconcile it in my head with what what timeline is it on? And, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like I feel like he, in a way, started like a new thing mm-hmm. with Diary, and that and Survival is going off of that. I wish I would have gone. With, I would have preferred Diary two than Survival. Yeah. If you remember, there's a ton of zombies showing up to the mansion at the yes. end, and I would have loved. Okay, give us from where we go from this mansion. Yep, Instead me too. Of, you know, these characters are now stuck in this panic room. Uh, what are they doing from now? Um, it would have been interesting for him to, you know, if he if he was still alive and he could continue making these movies. And it's kind of funny because I feel like at this time that nostalgia had sort of died out with reboots and remakes and all that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now we're sort of in a new era where they're, not, they're sort of legacy, legacy sequels was a thing after this. This was 20 well, Survival was 2010. Mm. And it would have been interesting if he could have made it to like the Lega sequel. So I'm talking like Jurassic World or uh Force Awakens, right? And then also to like honestly, you know, Blumhouse's Halloween, um, Candyman you know, scream, we're getting scream soon. Mm -hmm. These sort of reboots that are like direct sequels to either the first film or in screams case, it's just sequel, whatever it is. Um, and if he could have gotten to that to maybe make a sequel to like, maybe not land, but he could have made hell. He could have made a direct sequel or he could have rebooted like night or at least wrote it or been involved in it and had like new blood do it. But with his like voice, Mm -hmm. um, that would be what I would do now. But that's like, I guess I'm just speaking further to survival where it's like, it just sucks that that was it. Mm. Like it, it, if he, you know, this was, that was a bad era to be making movies, to be honest. Right. At this level, at this budget level, this, this was a bad time to be making low budget movies. Mm. Number six is Diary. Diary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like Diary. I mean, you know, I'm a shill for found, found footage. footage. You know, it's funny. Cause I don't, you know, found kids today probably really like found footage, We're not kids today. Like, I just turned 30. You're how old? 39? I'm 27. Just kidding. Um, You know, we're both over 30, so we're not... I said 27. We're not, you know... Joking. That... Like, we're definitely young, right? But we're not that young. I just really like found footage. We've always loved it since Cloverfield, right? Mm. I mean, yes, there was found footage before, but Cloverfield was really the big one. And um, I... I like seeing Romero make a found footage zombie movie. Right. Like it's just that alone. And then the characters do matter. You do care about them. And it's not, it's not a masterpiece. No. But I like Diary a lot. It's a, it's a nice little zombie romp. Uh, I've said this before, but one of my favorite things about it is so we're seeing different broadcasts. Or excuse me, we're seeing different uploads of people with their encounters. So we almost get these like small little like, um, zombie vignettes. stories. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. And then there's the part whenever they make it to that Amish man's farm. And they're stuck in the shed while they're trying to fix um, uh, the RV. Yes. Who the hell is Dale Gruber fucking killed me last night? Uh, but, there there is some serious Night of the Living Dead vibes because uh, it's, like, countryside. Right. Right. Whenever they're trying to uh, get out of the RV. And then just the way the Amish man is, like, taking out uh, the zombies, that's Really good. This is also when like like Left for Left 4 Dead was coming out too. Right. Which Left for Dead is basically just trying to do like Dawn of the Dead. So it was like kind of that whole era. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing else on it. I just, I like it. I, I'm glad I reevaluated it last night and liked it a little bit more. It was me. one of the good Dimension Extreme movies. For sure. It wasn't um, fucking still trap. Yes. When I think back to Dimension Extreme, never mind. I was thinking about Eden Lake the other day. That's Even one Lake though. is so fucking fucked up. Yeah. All right. Now, I don't know if we may start differing here, but we want to try. So we we're gonna start. Di- so we're gonna start differing here. Okay. I struggle. Kiki struggles. Struggling man. So my number five. Let's just do it. Okay. My number five is Night of Living Dead, nineteen ninety. You're fucking it, crazy. It really is. Uh, yes. You're it, fucking crazy. I. Go ahead. Though. I did So okay. I will explain. I came to Night Night of the Living Dead nineteen ninety late. I only saw it when I got that Blu-ray. Which I had what, never seen it four years, years ago? ago. I got that one about four years ago. Um, you're wearing a shirt for that film, yes, right? Nineteen ninety, and if, if if those that don't know out there, you may not. Everybody may not know Romero films like we do, or like you do, especially. They're they're more your movies than they are mine. Um, but I say that because Night of the Living Dead is probably your favorite horror movie. Correct. Right. So it, I love them, but they're not mine. Like I'm more of the Halloween guy, right? Okay. We said we've, we've, everybody knows this. And especially now you're talking the remake, the Tom Savini remake. They remade it in 1990, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a copyright issue in 1968. They did not include one. Right. So that's why the film went into the public domain. And with the remake, it was a chance for them to get something out of that. Yes. But what what results is a fucking incredible remake. That's crazy you have it so low. Of but I went and saw well There's only one other movie that can be above it for me. Okay. Uh there's only one more and it's Land of the Dead. And so we'll do we'll do that later. Okay. But Land of the Dead came out when I was young. And I saw it in a theater in fucking... Mm. I In Minnesota is where I saw it. Really? I was with my stepdad's family at the time. We went there for a summer. It came out that summer. I went and saw it with his his dad, actually. So my step-grandfather. Okay. And I loved Land of the Dead back then. I was a huge... Dawn of the Dead, the Snyder remake, is, you know... Two years earlier. Right. And that makes... me So that's 2003? Correct. So that makes me 12. Damn! And I saw that in theater with my mom. Holy shit! So this like dawn of the dead remake and then land sort of means something to me i we're not doing the dawn of the dead remake but those two films are a big deal to me and so when i think back it's a lot more nostalgia for land of the dead i think not a living dead 1990 is incredible it's just i've only seen it twice i think land no not a living dead 1990 oh gotcha gotcha so for me it just isn't Part of my personal lexicon. Right. Exactly. So I think it's an incredible movie. We can talk more about it in a minute if you want. Um, so that my number five is that. So your number five is going to be land. Right. And I, you know what? I, I, I like land. I do. Yeah. But I feel it's a bit of a misfire. Uh, this 100% is obviously the biggest budget film yes. he's ever made from the scope of it to the actors that he got. Yep. And I think that's where I'm let down. Uh, in Land of the Dead, you learn that there is a uh, high-rise, a luxury high-rise, only for rich people, called Fiddler's Green, ran by Dennis Hopper. And there's a group of people referred to as cleaners, I think, uh, John Ligazama and Simon Baker. And they are uh, their duty is to like go out and to find resources for Fiddler's Green. T- to me... Okay, so we might as well just do my number four, Land of the Dead. Okay. Okay. To me, Land of the Dead is like what I want and what I think, like ar- something like Army of the Dead would be. This is what I picture, like a giant, big budget zombie movie where they're where it's where it's future driven, trying to deal with the zombies in a way where they've already dealt with them. They're just like this subtle threat now, hmm. and they say that but they're they're the they're most advanced in this for film. sure. Well, and that's what the movie's about. And so, I guess for me I feel like this is his next step. I don't know, it's just so crazy that he made that George A Romero made this movie for Universal in the way it was made, and I know there was tons of fights and it probably would have been better if the studio apparently the studio interfered a lot cuz they didn't really fucking give a fuck about it. And so, I wonder what he would have made without the studio. But just on this level, it's so crazy that he made this movie. It's just crazy. Like we think of – so Romero to us is a legend. Right. But to Hollywood, to like studios, they don't give a fuck. Right. Like those films weren't studio films back then and they're not – now they're – you know, you think about it like they're just – I'm not trying to diminish them. I'm just saying that it's so crazy that Universal – and it had to be because of Dawn of the Dead – they're like, cool, we want another one of those. Mm. And he made sort of a more, you know, political-driven uh, film than, than that. But I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted you on Land. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, I guess uh, I, I feel like he has... the, the Ultimately, the idea just doesn't... It, it falls flat for me. Sure. And I guess the, the I, best... I definitely thing, do not think Land of the Dead is a perfect movie. And And I guess the way I can, like... The, the the obvious example here is, like, how minuscule Night is. And Night is my favorite fucking horror movie ever, period. So I guess what I'm getting at is he goes out and makes this big fucking film, or for him, and it just doesn't work. Like, I'm, I'm saying less is more. I It's my number four. It's not, right. The it's, only reason it's higher than Night of the Living Dead 1990 is it's not part of my personal story like it is for you right uh you know i saw land uh at the driving nice so that was pretty awesome and uh you know there's definitely a lot of shit uh that i do like uh you know specifically big daddy yeah uh you know the return of basically like our new bub uh right the the return of uh machete yeah you know tom savini's there's there's some great stuff in there it's it's i would definitely recommend watching that theatrical cut than the unrated, cut, yeah, just because it's a shorter runtime, but yeah, there's some cool ideas there. You know, obviously, the commentary of the social class division, mm-hmm. but I don't know, I just don't think it mesh don't, as well. I don't think it all comes together, right? But it was a big deal to me when it came out, and I loved it, bought the DVD, and all of that. And so, I guess, just like I think of land as a huge deal, and I only saw 19, 1990 recently, so that even though I radar. really think, think I I mean, I yeah. can't change it, right? No. Um, it like just, there was no part of the young Keegan that was like, damn, I need to see. The remake of one of the greatest movies of all time? No. Uh, okay. That was how <laughs> I looked at it. Now, it's not really that which we can talk about next because kind of it's almost like making the movie better, right? Okay. Like, um, it's not better than Night of the Living Dead, but you know what I'm saying? Like, It was trying to improve on some of the issues with that movie. And so looking at it now, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking fantastic movie. It's just Land of the Dead meant more to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. So your number four is going to be... You're going to call me crazy. Oh, no, fuck you. Okay, well, no, no, no. Sorry. It makes sense for you. It makes sense for you. Uh, 1985's Day of the Dead. You know what? Day of the Dead, for me, um, it did not... uh, I didn't get it for, like, the longest time. Like, you know, seeing it whenever I first saw it, you know. When I was a kid. Okay, go ahead. We got the... Uh, gorillas album. Okay. And on it, there's the score and hello. Mm-hmm. Is anybody there? Hello.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is anybody there? And I had not seen Day of the Dead yet. You have oh, to yeah. remember, I am i don't know how old I was when fucking Gorillas came out. Maybe I was 10. So don't I yell was, at me. I was definitely in middle school. I was like a little yeah. kid. And then when I saw Day of the Dead, I was like, holy fuck. Yep. That's, that's what that, that's from. That's how I feel whenever I hear... A sample in a horror punk song, and then right. I see the movie that it's yep. taken from. Uh, I used to think day was slow, you know, but I have since come around. Thankfully, it's it's only slow because you spend it. Day is disapp- so much of them arguing that, and in the bunker. Day is- I'm running this monkey farm, Doctor Frankenstein. Yes, day is disappointing because it's you spend the whole time in a bunker on sets. But here's the thing: that's what's disappointing. The best gore yes hands down out of all seven of these fucking films yep tom savini's display is just uh fantastic in this uh if you haven't seen day of the dead uh, a group of scientists who are tasked with coming up with a solution you want to talk about characters i love these characters we're supposed to like in this okay i love them they're great i'll give you that especially i can't remember her name but the main character is awesome yeah um you know i'm drawing a blank i am too but I I, I, i love these characters um, a group of scientists are tasked with uh, coming up with a solution to get zombies to quit eating them, and they are supposed to be protected by a group of soldiers. But, by, but when the film picks up, their numbers have already dwindled to a point. So much time has already elapsed without a satisfying answer that they're both already at each other's throats. Yes. So the film proceeds to be a science versus military uh, commentary yep and uh, in addition to them being in this underground bunker, there's also a cavernous area yeah, that's connected well, to this bunker the, as well it, it where looks, they keep It looks like a mine to me, right, okay, that makes so more sense: So It looks like a like they they've boarded up the mine area of the bunker, right, and yeah, this is where they keep the zombies where they perform the experiments on. Uh, uh, the scientists are led by a man by the name of Logan who is trying to come up with a solution to um, how to get zombies to stop wanting to eat humans. And the closest he gets is we meet a zombie by the name of Bub. And the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Okay, so a 100 fucking years ago, uh, I would record music from old Sega Genesis video games and then uh, quote-unquote sing over them. Like rap, kind of. And... (laughs) That and that. So that was my solo music so project. Eric had a MySpace page yep. for this uh, side project of oh, Prom Night Girls. Yeah, called Bub in the Zombie Apocalypse. I think Bub came before Prom Night Girls. Really? I think. Okay. Because I mean, I'm just so every time I hear say Bub, I'm I always say Bub in the Zombie Apocalypse. Right. Because uh, it was Eric's uh, like I I don't want to say rap, but sort of rap project. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. And uh-huh. this is. 2004 or 5 or 6 or somewhere in there I want to say earlier than that but you're no no that no, makes no, sense because I was MySpace. uploading it to yeah. MySpace yeah. MySpace is 05 uh, you know a lot of Sega Genesis video games have the option to listen to like the music mm-hmm. like there was there, the option was called Sound Test. yeah you know and it would be the music from uh, I never had a Genesis we were a Nintendo family till the PlayStation okay and so, you know, I would hear these songs, you know, in, in Comic Zone or Castlevania or Skitchen and I would just come up with these stupid little fucking beats and write horror, you know, and write songs about horror movies. And... So, Bub. Okay, we're getting carried away yep. here. Okay, so Bub is a zombie that Logan has trained through positive reinforcement. Uh, instead of uh, wanting to eat people, he is giving them something else to eat. And whenever Bub chooses that instead, he will reward him. Like Kind of like a dog. Right, exactly. Like but, you give a dog a treat if they do something good. Correct. Uh, but the head military man, Rhodes, Captain Rhodes, he is not happy with the results that um, I, they I, have seen and thus thrust them both into conflict. I wish the two groups. I wish this film had a less comical and maniacal, maniacally bad like villain. Rhodes? Yeah, like I, I love Day of the Dead. Don't you think Logan is pretty eccentric? I think I wish it was reined in a little bit, okay. all of it, because it this is like an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. Day of the Dead is a fucking classic. But as you watch it, you know, they're so this is my fucking bunker. You know what you know what it made me and think of? And it's just of kinda like uh what I watch is you know, people complain about Rob Zombie's dialogue. Right. And and the yelling, and like that's what this fucking Yes made me think of like i wonder if people felt the same way because it's like people just like cursing yeah yelling at the top of their lungs throughout this i will uh, shoot film. you in the head if you don't come sit back down for this meeting yeah but then like that's it's also like super intense too though for sure no i i know sarah what sarah? what i'm sarah? asking is for it to be reined in just a bit okay and then i feel like it would have been a lot better but this is a little uh but it kind of makes sense it kind of adds up i mean the first two films have this sort of Uh, dialogue as well right um i just i just wish because of the seriousness it's trying to uh put forth it's it's definitely the most serious film in this franchise definitely and i would have preferred these characters to be reined in a little bit on their dialogue gotcha but um let me ask you this before we move on number four this is my number four uh do you feel sympathetic towards logan um remember what he's feeding them yeah i definitely do you give but you, you um, feel like he's the good guy between him and, yeah, and Rhodes? Yeah, but what he's feeding them is people that already died. You Are think they? that he's killing them? No, no, I don't. So I think it was just the materials he had to work with. Okay. Um, but I mean, hey, is there food? Yeah. Okay. At the meeting? Right. Uh, so, I love that he can stand up to Rhodes. So this is kind of an interesting episode and ranking because now I've already done it and I did it on purpose. Cause my number three is day of the dead. Okay. So, you know, my right. There's, there's to me, which you love 1990, which we're going to address mm-hmm. to me, you know, it's, it's Night of the living dead, dawn of the dead and day of the dead. I'm not saying my ranking, but that's, you know, that's it and there's stuff around it right sequels remakes you know all these things but even though day of the dead may be like even if 1990 is a tighter movie day of the dead's day of the dead so to me when i watch it like when i see bub hold the gun up you know it's like i'm watching history unfold in front of me like it's 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 a piece of of cinema mastery from george Romero, which i'm not saying it's a perfect movie but it's a big deal to me. Um you know when I see Bub try to do the salute. the salute, you know, I feel like I'm seeing a piece of history. Uh because the this movie was so such a big deal. So for me my number 3 is Day of the Dead. Okay. Um and of course from there it only goes up. Oh. Yeah. So I think we have my, to do your 3. Okay, my number 3 is the 1990 1990- uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've already fucking said my favorite movie ever is the original, and this is mostly that film. Most. Yes. Um, but this I'm, is. Can I make a weird comparison? Please do. This is like your Halloween 2018, like in a way, for that franchise. Because, because no. like, I think I like Halloween 2018 more than you. That's fair. And it's because it's like it's it's so similar So not similar, but it's so connected okay. to my favorite movie, my favorite horror movie of there, all time. There's a connective tissue there, but enough to make it yeah. different. So like, it means so much more to me. Right. Uh, not more. I don't, I don't mean it, It's not like that. I'm just saying it, it means it increases the value. For exactly. You. For me. Yeah. Right. Where wow. I think 1990 is a great film, but I'd rather just watch the original film. Um, well, you know, I, I enjoy the beats the different beats that they change. Yeah. Uh, for example, I'd love, you know, in, in the original Night of the Living Dead, Barma, Barbara is like comatose with fear. And I love how in the remake, she's ready to fight. Yeah. Uh, to the point to where- They're coming to get you, Barbara. To the point to where I think, you know, when we're naming strong heroines, you, you got your obvious Ridleys and you got your obvious Sarah Connors. I think we need to be including- Ridley? Ripley. Okay. I think we need to be including- Barbara, sure, from the nineteen ninety remake, and then just like some things make more sense to me, like, um, well, it's just a much more modern telling of this, like, like Tom shooting the 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 gas pump because they don't have the keys, you right? Know? Like that makes more sense to me than the way it plays out uh, in the original film. And but, da- see that, but see, that's that sort of like madcap late sixties filmmaking that, like. Uh, when I say slapstick, I don't mean like funny. It's like, you know, another thing we use is Keystone Cops a lot. Like, I feel some of that in that first movie. Mm-hmm. And we can say it feels modern and all that, and it does, but sometimes it doesn't. Hold on. Time out. Time out. There in Night, the original 1960 yeah. film. There's not fucking like the bumbling cops no. from Last House on the Left or there's nothing the, the Town like that. that Dreaded Sundown. There's nothing like that. No, there's not. But the era it came out in creeps in a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. Like, I, where my only point is that 1990 is a modern filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And so there isn't any of what you just said. Like they shoot the gas tank to get the, like, keep keep going. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying I I enjoy some of the beats. Yeah. that, That they changed. And then that fucking Tony Todd. Yeah. Holy shit. Tony Todd has been like. Okay, not to take away from Dwayne Jones, but, like, holy fuck. Like, whoever casted that is fucking perfect. Yeah. And you know what blows me away? This is two years before Candyman. I heard you're looking for the Candyman. How fucking wild is that? I feel like Tony Todd is an icon because of Candyman. right? But holy shit, he did fucking the Night of the Living Dead remake two years before. That just blows me the fuck away. Um, The lighting of this film, uh, there's, like, shots – where, just like the composition, there's, like, shots of, like, it's a, it's almost bright outside. Well, I was going to say, I feel like it's intentionally colorful. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. the first film was black and white. So, I feel like they intentionally opened the color palette, like, on purpose. It feels like that to me. And and then, just, like, the rural hillside of it, and just, like, seeing the zombies, like, shamble. Like, this is comforting.
1: Yeah, it's your me. it's your comfort food.
0: Yeah, it's, like, I don't know, just the way it looks, the... I don't know. It's just it's so fucking good. And then I love the the some of the different outcomes for right the characters. How about this, Da? If I ever made a movie, I'd remake Night of the Living Dead because it'd be free. I mean, yeah, you, you get what I'm saying. It's in public domain, and the only change I would make, Ben would live. Spoilers. Yep, that would that would that would be my Night of the Living Dead. Well, it'd be awesome to do a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead where Ben lived we he's shot but he lives and then we continue ben's story right like those are the types of things where i'm like man i wish romero was still around and he could do something like that did you see where there there's a movie coming out called night of the living dead 2 yes and it's like several of the actors and actresses from day yeah that's i mean of course i'm gonna watch that shit yeah but (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad we're not we haven't even referenced like all that other day of the dead shit oh i don't even want to talk about that yeah i don't either that's such severe bullshit okay so number two all right this is where it's going to get ugly, folks. I think. I Here's the thing. Nitty gritty. I'm not confident. I struggled with one and Let two. Let me say this. I'm not confident. And so don't yell at me. Okay. I am absolutely not confident in this. I rewatched them both back to back. And I ultimately think that Night of the Living Dead is a masterpiece and a moment in cinema and one of the most important movies ever made, but I ultimately listed it as my number two night night. And I'm not confident in it. And I think it's really, I'm not trying to make it. I really am not trying to like minimize this. The, like, cause the whole point of a list is to like have fun and say what's better. But I really think it's one a and one B. I mean, uh, Night of the Living Dead is like a parable. It's like a. It's like a, you know, there's few stories in life that, that and in and in storytelling that are like the Bible, right? Or like Homer's Odyssey. And to me, I feel like, if you want to do put horror into stuff like that, like Night of the Living Dead, is like that for horror fans. Like it's a part of the Bible. It's a part of. Filmmaking, you know, Ben, Barbara, they're coming to get you, Barbara. I mean, simply, it sounds dumb to say that. Just that is history. History. Just the little girl with her hands out. And, you know, it's so big. It's it's too big to talk about. And so because of that, I love Night of the Living Dead. But what I found was Dawn is so engaging. Hmm. Dawn is a popcorn movie. Even though bad things happen, it's popcorn. And for whatever reason, this time I went into this list thinking, okay, night one, Dawn two. That was my first thought. And then I rewatched them and I was like, fuck Dawn, man. So it's like one A, one B. I'm done. Uh, that's super interesting. You say that because for the longest time in my life, I would have said Dawn is the best zombie movie ever made, period. And I think that's true for the most part. Yeah. But just personally speaking. Yep. uh, For me, number two is Dawn. Yep. And number one. Do we just want to talk Dawn and then we can do Night? Sure. Yeah. I mean, so Dawn's my number one. So we'll just do the... So we'll talk Dawn, then Night. Okay. You know, it's just... It is so much better than, like, okay, when I've said this a lot. It's not just about these films. When you watch a film from, let's just call it old, which is not old to us, you think it can't be as good as I think it is. And I think that about Halloween. When I rewatch Halloween, I always think, man, it's probably not as good as I think. It's probably just me because of the shirts and the posters and the fucking, you know, and Halloween is. It's, Every single time I watch it, it's groundbreaking to me. And rewatching Dawn, which I'll talk quickly on the um it it, it uh it was better than I was thinking it was gonna be. Rewatching it, you know? Because you're thinking, well, okay, maybe it's not as good as I remember. It is. Mm. I have this 4K disc. Oh, tell me about it. Uh it's awesome. Is is that the set that came with the novelization? Uh it did, but mine didn't. Okay. Um, I got, I intentionally got from the UK, from Second Sight Films, the 4K set with just the 4K discs. Gotcha. And I think it was only like 45 bucks. Mm. And it has all the cuts on 4K discs. And Have you thing, watched the Argento cut yet? No. Okay. The thing about the, the 4K discs are, if they're Blu-rays, they're going to be region B locked. Mm-hmm. But 4K is region free. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you get a 4K disc from, it's region free. So. I just have this incredible set from there. And here's the thing. It's not mind-blowing in the sense that it looks real. It's not like that. It's just, you. It just, it's pristine. Mm. It's pristine. It's grainy film like it's supposed to be. Mm. But it is in motion. The, the thing about 4K is in motion, you can feel the quality. Mm. It's not so much like, oh, the, their faces are clear, which is part of it. It's the amount of, fucking data that they can put on that disk, it's bit rate, I don't wanna, I am a geek. The bit rate is so much higher. Like if you want numbers, Blu-rays are like 25 to 30 megabits per second video. That 4K I looked, because you can look on the Xbox, is 70 megabits per second video, Mm. which is double the amount of bit rate, which bit rate is just simply the video, the actual pieces of the video, the, the pixels, if you will. And if there's more bit rate, It looks better in motion. It looks so clear and smooth, but like film, it it was incredible. It's incredible. Again, you're not gonna look at it and be like, "Oh, it looks like this was filmed today." It doesn't. Mm. But it looks better than anyone saw it in theater. Mm. I mean, it looks fucking pristine. And uh, I watched it, and I just it was kind of it kind of overwhelmed me. Mm. Like this 4K, this the way it looked. Dawn. uh, I sat and watched it one night after work. Like I got home from work, got food. Turned it on, and I was just engulfed in this Donna, in this mall. I mean, just the fucking... It's such a perfect... Like, that's why I mean by engaging. Because they're in the mall, you have so much to do, so much going on. You have the baby. She's pregnant. You you have all this passage of time. Uh, different you, stores. Different stores. They They end up building out that office and putting the carpet in there and shit. And, like, they make it like their little home in that office. They build that wall so no one knows where they're at. Like, it's a brilliant film. You know what, what blows me away about that particular scene is it's initially the zombies. Yeah. Right? They don't want them to know where that entrance is. Yeah. Because then the zombies will know where they are. Yeah. I think that's fucking great. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's so good. So, you know, we can do night next for you, but do you want to talk to, because two is Dawn for you, Right. Right. Uh, you talk about Dawn. I mean, I kind of like I said, you know, I think for the, for the longest time, I think I thought this was the best zombie yeah. movie ever, and I guess it's 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 interesting because you know the first film, it's they're trying to get inside, right, and now the, it's the humans inside uh, with them, yep, and so they already have this uh, issue to deal with of. Not only do we have to worry about them, but then there's also the outside intruders. And I think there's also this, um there's definitely a word for this, but like the fantasy element of like, what would you do if you Uh, had an entire mall? It's called wish fulfillment. There you go. Wish fulfillment of being in this entire mall by yourself. And what's funny is this isn't no ordinary mall. This mall has fucking everything,
1: everything that you need to fucking live.
0: And this is why I called it, the word I used was this is why I called it engaging. There's always like another store they go to. And Mm. there's always like, oh, now we're having like this beautiful dinner at this steakhouse. Mm. Now we're getting alcohol. Now we're getting tools to build the thing. Like, it was so. It's just brilliant. It's why the the Don the Dead remake works as well. It's why Dead Rising worked the the video game because just that idea of being the wish fulfillment of being trapped in a mall with zombies. You know, they they clear them out and then it's just their mall. Right. And I know it's so simple, but it's Don, It's it's Romero. I love those characters. Flyboy. Fucking. It's it's so good and and that's why i used engaging was it always feels like there's something they can do next mm. um and the film has like that puzzle aspect where like okay we need to board this up okay we need to there's always another task right until it gets blown up uh well that's what i was gonna say you know you're you're talking about uh whenever the motorcycle gang comes right but prior to that i think they already they're already getting bored yeah you know uh, there's a there's a terrific scene whenever um, they're eating. Well, I was gonna say when Peter's like playing tennis by himself. Oh yeah, up uh, on the the roof, and you know he's wearing like uh, he's in like a tracksuit. So let's just assume he probably grabbed you know the nicest tennis equipment that he can. And whenever he's done playing, he goes to grab his bag, and when he does, he knocks over a bunch of the like balls and stuff. But he gives no second thought to it. He just like walks away from it. I think by that point it already shows like, okay, we have all this shit. And now it's come to a point to where we don't give a fuck. Right. And I think that's the consumerism aspect where it's like, right. Romero's saying like, you can have all this stuff, but it doesn't make happiness. And like kind of those themes that he's getting at there. Kind of like, maybe I don't need all these fucking toys. Huh? Exactly. And like, I don't need all these fucking movies. Exactly. No, but I mean, damn it. George Romero. Fuck. He got us. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Yep. Um, No. So I mean, yeah, I think that pretty much perfectly sums it up. And, and the, the, um, in all of these movies, it's always that there's always that scene where someone gets bit Mm -hmm. that you don't expect to get bit. And you're like, fuck.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And there's that in this, which I mean, we won't even spoil it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But you're just like, fuck. And it always happens so quickly. Mm -hmm. And you're always like, man, I feel like they didn't have to get bit but that's how it would probably happen in real life. Like I, I, what makes it more frustrating is he's like fucking off. Yeah. And it's like, man, if he wouldn't have fucked off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways. So that's your number two, John? my number one. Yeah. So. so I know we've kind of made this weird, so let's talk night for you. Okay. Number one is a uh, night of living dead. Yeah. Uh, a group of strangers are all in the same farmhouse together. They're coming to get you Barbara and uh, they must survive the night. Um, Uh, there's um, two men who have very different ideologies. One believes they need to uh, stay
1: uh,
0: uh, board up the house and have a chance to fight. Right. And the other man believes that their best bet is to lock themselves down in the cellar. But let me tell you something, I ain't staying in no cellar. I ain't staying in no cellar. I ain't Staying in the cellar. Ah! Hey! Stay in the cellar! So I could keep going, but I'm not going to. Um And 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 it's the very first fucking flesh eating zombie movie ever, done. Yeah. Like he's just gonna like knock it out of the park. Like that like that fucking hard. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Now, you know what's great. you know and he and he and Jordan was gonna sit there and say that. He fucking casted Dwayne Jones just because he gave the best. Audition, right? He's gonna sit there and say, "I didn't know that one man was black. I didn't know one man but, that was white." What? What do they say at the end? Oh, there's another one. Boom, got him. Another one for the fire. Yeah, another one for the fire. Yep. And uh, I, I just love a lot of the dialogue in this. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed. Up. They're all messed up. Um, you I, can be boss down there. I'll be boss up here. Yes. It, it's a. It's a. It's an earth-shattering masterpiece. Okay. Here's here's my thinking as well, Doc. Like, this is 1968. And me being me, I suffer from thinking an older film is going to be tame. Th- this is what I was trying to say. And I like don't think that's the, the case at no. all with this. I don't even. Like, I mean, like, the violence, mm-hmm. the gore, like, all that shit is, like, already there. There's it's an al- explosion. There's, like... I I, I mean, I, I think 60s and 70s filmmaking was already geared towards adults. For sure. Obviously, to the 80s as well. But, like... You have a '70s. You get into Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes stuff like that. I mean, I mean, he just already had his foot on the gas pedal for sure. And it just blows me away how fucking good it was. Whenever I watched it, I watched the Criterion. I'm never going to get this fucking word. Criterion disc. Criterion. And I was like absorbed in it, like how you said. You know, you were engaged with Don. I was just like I was in that fucking farmhouse. I feel farmhouse like stuff. it washed like the dawn thing. So for you, like you could you could say the same thing. Like I feel like dawn washed over me. Mm-hmm. Like I was. I felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds stupid, but I wouldn't say this about everything. Like it. I feel the same with night, but just that that fucking 4K I got. Like I I sat right in front of my 75 inch TV by myself and just watched two hours of Dawn of the Dead, and um, it it really got to me that time. Like, Mm. it really, I was like, fuck, this is good. Um, I've already had that feeling with Night. We've talked a lot about Night. Every time I watch it, I think it's so fucking good. But I feel like I've already had that feeling. Like, I already know Night's a masterpiece. Mm. And so when I rewatched it for this list, I was like, yeah, it's fucking Night. Like, it's so fucking good. And I, it's incredible. We showed it to um, Sabra, my brother's wife, and she had never seen it. And I was just waiting for that ending. I just couldn't wait for that ending. It happens, And she laughed out loud, but because it was shocking. Mm. And I I asked her, I said, did you see that coming? She's like, no, but it makes sense. They shot him. And I was like, yeah, like she got, she got the the social commentary that he says he wasn't doing. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think she used that phrase, but you know, she got the social commentary that that ending was doing without Romero saying he wasn't doing that. Mm. But you know, it's just, it's it's a landmark fucking movie and and when we say that kind of what you're saying which is it always feels like like you're talking about like it's not going to be visceral or hit and it does mm. like it it just does it i find that a lot with like hitchcock too mm. cuz hitchcock is even you know 1960 a psycho um you always think oh it's not going to be like that good or that uh violent or that you know uh it's not it's going to be old like you you use the word old mm. and then psycho's not mm. and i feel the same way about night now night has you know some elements that i do feel like show its age but tell me i just just sort of the i think some of the tone like really i don't know like some of the i mean do you want me to say, you know, do you want me I, to I'm say, not, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Asshole. I'm not trying to like put you on the spot, but like, I genuinely like didn't feel that way. Like I, I genuinely felt do like this was, was like an adult story. Do we want to address it now? Like Barbara being hysterical and then Ben slapping the fuck out of her. Oh, like stuff like that okay. to me feels dated. Okay. Like, I don't okay. think that would be in a movie now like in I the kinda, way that it is in I kind of felt movie. like you should talk to me for saying that I liked the beats that were changed at night and that was one of them. I totally agree. So uh, I think I mean, that's so where, way better. So where are you at on the margin? I'm nowhere. I told you, you that, that you, it you're doesn't mean being... I'm Of course I am. Okay. That's why I did. Did you not hear me talk about 1990? I was saying that the it was improved in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the biggest improvements. I'm only bringing that up. I'm not, I'm not, I, I didn't bring that up to like shame that that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. But when I was saying that it has some dated elements, that is one of the dated elements I don't think. Gotcha. Works the same way today. Gotcha. When we, like, if you see that now, you're like, holy shit, you slapped the fuck out of it. I am not endorsing right. abuse in any way, shape, or form. I didn't... But I guess I'm going to come to the defense of that. Sure. Because I feel like that's just, like, Ben's character is, like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Like, that's just, like, another element to the story that, like... Uh, cements its like craziness too. Well, that he's just willing to go to that. He, he's going to slap the shit out of this woman that he just fucking met. Well, it's not just that. What it is in the film, so it's not. It's not bad. All he's trying to do is survive. Right. And if she's hysterical, she's going to attract. She, she's liable. Like, Liability in the story of the film it makes sense. What I'm criticizing is that that is that was part of the story to be in the film. Mm. Like I got to shut this bitch up. Let me slap the fuck out of her. Mm. Like to me. I just, that feels dated. That's the only thing I'm saying. It just feels dated. Like, I don't think we did, but that's fine. I think it's fucking, can I say, I said Hitchcock. One of my favorite parts of the movie is the Hitchcock um, secret hiding under the house. You know, they've been in this house. I mean, you and I know that there's people in the basement. But if you watch it and erase that, there's fucking people in the basement of the house that we're in as Mm -hmm. viewers for for several, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then for them to come out of the, the basement like that, I think it's such a magic trick. And I don't think it gets enough credit for that. Like we're in that house as viewers alone with right. Ben and Barbara. Mm-hmm. And for them to just come out of the, ba- they've been in the basement the whole time. Right. Didn't uh, you hear all the racket we were making? I think that's an incredible like Hitchcock idea. Mm. Of, and especially one of them has been bit. And yes, by that point, yes. I mean, Okay. Like the I'm magic. Use this example I, think, again. I think that that's a magic trick from Romero that I feel like doesn't get enough credit. I'm gonna use this uh, uh, example again, but like imagine seeing that for the first time. Like you don't know that absolutely turn you into a zombie. Yes, that, that's gonna kill you and bring you back to life. Yeah, and 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 I think that's part of it too. Is like it being its first story. You know, we know what zombies, quote unquote, are. Right. But it's not a doesn't exist in that movie. Like zombies are not a thing. Right, right. So if they're biting people and coming back to life, especially when it came out, it must have been like I said earth-shattering, right? Like it's just crazy. You know, one thing I like is how um I you know, I, I talk about how the zombies progress through through the first four films, but you know, in the first one they're like using rocks and shit to like try to break Yeah. Them. Uh but what I love is that's addressed in Dawn. It's just like a brief fucking snippet where one of them says like uh, and we've seen some of them have been even using rocks, you know, like they're talking about like how like mindless and how, if it's just one of them, it's not right. like a big deal, but I love how like he manages to address that for a second. That just some of them somehow have remembered like, Oh, I can use a rock to break this class. Yeah. I think that's just fucking great. And I think that's like the one thing, if we want to sort of talk the full Romero idea that I feel like is always crazy to me because like, we've seen a lot of zombie stuff and I feel like zombies in almost everything, never use tools, never are smart in any way. They're just either running like out of their minds or they're slow and shambling. And I think, uh, in all of these, all the zombies always use at least like a rock or something like they, they always, there's a lot of talk of, of course, in Dawn about like, well, they're here cause they remember where they used to go. You know? And I feel like that's always been a haunting, uh, concept, uh, in Romero's films, which are they're they're dead but they remember some part of who they were, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's always such a haunting idea to me. So, I mean, he was, you know, I mean, what are we saying? Romero was brilliant. But, yeah, like, of course, like, he's fucking brilliant. It's crazy. If I was a zombie, I'd be out with, like, my board and being, like, I would just be, like, hitting it with, like, the back of my foot, like, on the tail. See, I thought you'd be delivering mail. Trying to pop it. Telling your boss that you don't want extra work. Well, (gasps) I don't want extra work. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, you see how slow my ass moves? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Extra work. So, anything else? uh, We love, we love George Romero. Yes. We love his films, his body of work. I'm so happy that uh, we can watch him now, seen him so many times and we can still just talk about it. And they're still so good. How excellent they are. Yeah. So, it's, it's astounding that those three in particular, which I mean, I know you like the remake, but even day, which I think is lesser, obviously I put it as my number three, but, uh, even it is so fucking good. And that movie with its gore, like you said, like, fuck. Mm-hmm. So good. Anything else, Eric? Breakthrough infection. Breakthrough. Um, I, we always ramble. Straight yeah. to ramble here at the end. Let's right. not ramble, but thanks everybody for listening. We hope you made it. This is, we, we think that these types of episodes are fun, but we hope you do. I'm going to throw you just a curveball. I'm ready. All right. At the end of The Invisible Man, 1933, what form is the dead Dr. Jack Griffin in? His visible form or invisible form? Unvisible. That is incorrect. Well, we tried. We tried and with that and thank with you that. so much for listening uh, for listening to this episode of the podcast we hope that we weren't annoying as fuck I, that's, I guess that's my like insecurity I feel like I'm annoying as fuck uh, my insecurity is that I'm not knowledgeable enough and I fucking rewatch these films and I still don't have anything to fucking say I feel like you had a lot of good stuff to say oh thank you Doc um, and with that you know what and with that thank you for listening to this mm-hmm. episode of the podcast uh, we didn't do no shoutouts oh shit uh, do we have any and I'm not saying we should But, hey, Lewis, if you're listening, thanks for making it this far. Yes. What up, Lewis? Yep. Also, uh, I I thought about saying hi to Shane again. I know we already said, you know, keep going. You'll be good. But I just wanted to say again, hello, Shane. If you're listening to us on your way to work, we hope you have a good day at work. We love you. Or if you just got off, have a relaxing evening. Yes. And everyone else out there. We love all you guys. What? All 20. Thanks for listening. Okay. Where can you find us at? Yes. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, I guess <laughs> we don't really do anything on our Facebook. No, we sure don't. All of it's at Ghoul Squad FM. Yes, and uh, you can of course buy a shirt on tpublic.com. Just type in Ghoul Squad FM, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we do an episode soon. What if do you got you, an idea? Hit us up. We probably won't do it. We probably won't ever record again. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you got an idea, I mean, I'm not trying to like shit talk any of you guys or talk down to you guys, but make it like a simple one. I hate you, Eric. You know, just something like easy, like uh rank uh you know all the salem's lots
1: or something like that you
0: know <laughs> i feel like that'd be hard because we'd have to like find some of them so maybe not that maybe uh, I, I thought maybe like rank hold on like isn't there just the first one and return there's a there's a remake isn't there that one with uh it's a tv movie i'm just thinking of the original and larry cohen's yeah but there's like more. there's more yes oh well shit sure. D- then don't tell us that and on that note thank you so much for listening we love mm-hmm. all of you And, uh, the the mic catches this. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) we will see see you on the next episode of the Ghoul Squad podcast. Yep. Uh, goodbye. Stay safe, everybody.